Hi, this is Doc Shaner, artist for Strange Adventures, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> Welcome to the wonderful winter wonderland. We got snow. We we got some rain. It's not cold enough for snow over here, but we're we're expecting some next week. And Saturday's supposed to be in the twenties. How about that? Paul came and went. A blink. Meanwhile, I have four giant piles of leaves in my backyard that are like we cold. They're, they're hidden now under some snow. Yeah, well, not much, but yes, they are. I have a very narrow window during the weekend to get this stuff done. And if something happens to disrupt or to close, that's even better, that narrow window, it doesn't get done till the next weekend. Mm-hmm. Whatever. My life, what is is? Not, my life is not contingent on a friggin' pile of leaves, right? If it gets done, it gets done. That's right. That's what I'm saying. No, just throw some manpower at it. Or some flame. <laughs> or burn, some flame. Burn it. Yep. I knew a guy who hated to do his sidewalks so much that he poured gasoline on them and lit, lit and burned them. He, he, oh, word. But, dumbass, what happens to all that melted snow if it's cold mm-hmm. enough? Well, derp, yeah. it freezes again, you idiot. Mm. Yeah. And you are not an idiot by any means because you are tuned into 11 o'clock comics episode 636 wow and i am vince b you are vince b and i am david a price hi i have validated your credentials that is true but far more importantly i am drake burrows but you know me as wildfire Mm. (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) <laughs> you're not wildfire. No, you are wild. My energy? And you're on fire, but you're not. You are not he. You are Jason Wood, everybody. I guess we have X books in our future, yes? What? Wildfire? <laughs> no? What? Who, who are you talking Bruh. about? Who are you talking about? Right? So... Bro, what? Are you talking I... about Sunfire, bro? Are you? No, wildfire I didn't. Wildfire is one of the key main founding members of the Legion of Superheroes. Oh, yeah, I ain't paying attention to that these days. I don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah, I know, but I didn't think you would ever read that. So, why have we been talking about it for months? <laughs> okay. Okay. If I had said I was a karate kid, would you know what I was talking about? Yes. Lightning Lad, of course. Oh, okay. Saturn Girl, I'd be humping your leg. Why? Why so many of them have have uh, multiple names? Well, like historically, not not not. Yeah. Currently. Well, it's a long story. Um, oh, yeah. because they're in this when 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 you had the Legion of Superheroes and the Legionnaires. The Legionnaires were the younger versions. Yeah. So you, instead of Lightning Lad, he was Livewire. And they tweaked the names occasionally in for- in light of what they thought were readers' taste. Tastes, so, you know, let's update these names. They can't be all boys and girls. Let's make them men and women. And it's, it's, if I would love to, I would love to see how many of the alternate names you guys know. (laughs) No, no, there's a ton of, like, if I said to you, what was Phantom Girl also known as? Uh, 
um what is it it starts it's like nocturna or something or um what's her name well it says here phase apparition as well apparition yes there's a lot of them Mm -hmm. how many damn legionnaires have there been over the course of history like long it's it's a a list longer than my arm Mm -hmm. and i don't know substitute heroes yeah and then as david said the legionnaires it's just crazy Apparently, the shrinking violet has also been virus and also violet. Yep. And Leviathan and Adam Girl. Oh, that's huh. true. That's crazy. But you're not Wildfire. No. Jason no, Wood. I'm not. Yep. You yeah, are yes. Jason Wood. What up, buddies? How you doing? Doing all right. Yeah, I was thinking Sunfire. Yes, you yeah, were. Yeah, okay. I was. Cool. <laughs> Got a mental disconnect there. Yeah. You, you know, if I'm not in the zone, I'm not in the zone. Right. So you throw shit at me. I'm in my little narrow zone. Mm-hmm. And I need to open my mind up to all possibilities. And you need to do that too. R-E-I-E, ordering your books online. Because there's one place to go if you would like to get the absolute cheapest comics, graphic novels, brick or back from the previews catalog. Tell them where it is dcbservice.com yep dcbservice.com the only place to go if you want to get inexpensive stuff hosanna the new list of specials is up (laughs) hosanna (laughs) i i grabbed three of them number one from antarctic press it's planet comics number one just in time for its 80th anniversary planet comics is blasting off once again We're going to hear David go, ooh, in about three seconds. With a trinary system of stellar stories to celebrate, Sean Russell and legendary comics artist Mike Vosberg deliver deliver the daring do of Spurt Hammond, Planet Flyer, as he strives to save a stranded princess from a pursuing beast. Mark Fenton and Brian Rogers show what happens when a malfunction occurs at an orbital prison housing highly dangerous criminals, threatening the world below. And Spike Gerald brings us the return of classic spacefaring adventurer Captain Future. It's uh, $3.99. It's a miniseries now. Don't get all excited. It's only going to be a short time. So it's a $3.99 first issue. You can have it for what? A dollar ninety nine cents. That's fifty percent off. From Image, Protector number one. From Simon Roy and Daniel M. Benson, Archam Trakinov, who we loved on Undertow. Yes. And as I said in my previews video, I own some original pages from that. You do. Thanks you to do. one of my closest and most beloved friends. Uh, Jason Wordy's involved in this. And Hassan, I'm going to butcher the hell out of this. Hassan Atsmane El Hau. And he had something to do with Red Sonia. So it's a, uh, it's a sci-fi adventure equal parts Conan the Barbarian, Mad Max, and The Expanse. Of all the tribes that dwell in the hot ruins of far future North America, the Hudsoni reign supreme. But even they fear and obey the godlike Devas. When the Devas warn of an old world demon in the conquered city of chicago oh that's cool <laughs> hudsoni war chief first knife decides to 
deal with the threat personally. The cover on this thing is by James Stokoe. It's a first issue of an ongoing three ninety nine cover price. What are they going to pay? Dollar ninety nine. Exactly. So smart. Mm-hmm. And you don't see this often, but an Action Lab Danger Zone title jumped its, jumped its way into the uh, spotlight specials. This is called Twin Worlds Number One. It's written by Rami Al Ashkar, art by Jethro Morales. Now, this is a mature reader's title. Not Jethro Tull? No. No. <laughs> I love how that Jethro Tull plays the flute. Um, so, this, led by the chieftain Vin Raha, an armed force of native, dra- native Drakarans attack an outpost of imperialist Earthers who colonize their planet. The Drakaran forces take prisoners of war, which include native traders who work with the Earthers and make an example of them back in their capital. In the, It's a long solicit. In the meantime, Princess Vin Kayla, daughter of Vin Raha, violates her house arrest and takes out her two twin children to watch her father's victorious return ceremony. The twins are hybrids, controversially born to a pioneer Earthman, which is a massive controversy, we just heard that, and a secret that Raha insists to keep from his people. Leaders of the colonizing Earthers convene in reaction to the Drakaran attack on their base and debate a response. Not the most scintillating of solicits, but I took a look at the art and it's really nice. So uh, once, uh, why don't you check out this Action Lab Danger Zone title? It's three ninety nine for the cover price, but so smart you are, you get it for $1.99. That's boys pants. Um, DCPService.com. Do not mind late orders or order additions. And you get your books delivered right to your very door. Did you hear that? That's the doorbell. <gasps> My books are here. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's right. Here you go. Action Lab, they're trying. They're trying hard. You got to give them props. Because, I mean, some of the books, not for everybody's taste, but I lean towards the Danger Zone books. You know, zombie mm-hmm. tramp, um, this amygdala space vamp zombie is pretty neat. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're fun, but they're they're of a certain stripe. Let's just say. Did you um? Did you see that? Um, speaking of previews, that uh, it's the end of an era, a brief era where Lion Forge was one of my favorite uh, publishers. Oh shit! Why is it the end of an era? Well, first of all, as we know, they got acquired, and then oh, unfortunately, yeah. this this the shoe has second shoe has dropped. Um, the main reason uh, I don't want to speak for both of y'all, but the main reason that I had fallen in love with Flying Forge is because of the Magnetic Collection. Yep, and uh, it appears that either I don't know whether it was Magnetic's doing or um, uh, who bought them. Is it Oni? Uh, Oni or Oni's doing, but magnetic press is now back independent in this previews there's even a little letter saying oh we're back we're back to being magnetic press so um well you so know what i don't think it, that's a bad thing no i i'm i was worried that that they were just going to be downshifted in in priority uh, mm-hmm. as part of yeah the shuffled so away. i i'm i don't know you always worry when a imprint especially one that does european uh, ports, I, I doubt they rake in the dough. Um, you worry, are they going to be well funded? But, but at least for now, it looks like 
they're going to pick up where they left off with all the the awesome stuff. Like the Topi collection was in this month's per- yep. and and Infinity Eight still coming out. So, so hopefully yep. it's 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 no change to the books that I've been loving, we've been loving. Um, but uh, yeah, but but nevertheless, if if it is no change, it's going to get magnetic press love, not uh, not line. Not necessarily line love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to mince words. I hope that the Oni Press side keeps their stinky fingers out of the magnetic press side or the Lion Forge side because you have two publishers of totally different merit in my eyes. One has it and one doesn't. I'm not going to be uh, you know I'm not going to be mean but rarely maybe once a previews do I find anything to to order from Oni where you have Magnetic and Lion Forge yeah. and all those they're just great titles. So mm-hmm. and when you're kicking out books like Rick and Morty and Invader Zim, you know, whatever. I, there's an audience for that. It just ain't me. Right. No, no, no doubt. Yeah, I'm not going right. to throw shade on what no, I'm Lion, not. Lion Forge proper guess... is doing. But, but in, like you said, but, but in the, in the, in certainly in the, the reason they were my publisher of the year last year was, was by and large because of what they were doing at Magnetic. Right. So. I guess I was throwing shade, but it's it's true. No, no, you weren't throwing shade. You were just saying that that it's totally. I mean, it's totally normal and rational for there to be comics that aren't our cup of tea that right. aren't so fine. It's not like we're yeah. throwing shade. Is saying, oh, those comics, those other comics that they make are poop. Yes, I'm not judging the quality. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it's there. I just I just do not uh, click with any of those titles. So. Yeah, and sometimes when you say something, especially online, people can, uh, I guess, interpret it in different ways. Like I just offhandedly mentioned on Twitter that uh, this was in all the years of reading previews, this was probably one of the least exciting months for me. Yeah, totally off the cuff remark. Really wasn't trying to make any kind of grand statement about the industry. It just was a slow month. I mean, last month was a big month. It's not. It wasn't like a criticism about the state of comics. It was just a literally a comment about this particular month. Um, and uh, some people felt some kind of way about it, I think. So apologies to any of you that thought I was trying to shit on comics. I, I hope you hear me here every week and know that I love comics. I, I, I buy hundreds of dollars worth of comics every month. I just was saying just, uh, just specifically for this month, for some reason... It was a, a, a light a light month. I, I wasn't my toes weren't curled by a lot of stuff. I'm trying to understand why someone would construe you not being enthused with the current offerings in a previous catalog to feel in some kind of way about that. Like, well, I are guess you commenting you are on creator, their choices? If you are a creator, I guess, and I can understand it. And if you just see the tweet, you could construe it as me saying, "Wow, the industry is really in a bad place because I'm not excited by what I'm seeing." Which right, so it's all context. If yeah. if you if you know me for the thousand data points about comics that you know me for, you know that that's a one-off remark. If you just see it as a tweet in your timeline and aren't necessarily a regular listener to the show, I could see how you might have it might have come off as as, as more negative about the industry than I intended. I don't know. I think I, I equate it in the same way that um, whenever I mean this is your world. Whenever companies present their quarterly earnings it has to be more than previous quarters you can't be super enthused about every release of previews some of them 
you know, there's a nice handful of, of things that you want to get. Others, there's m- way more than you can afford. It's just the way it goes. You can't expect to keep a, a level, you know, uh, or increase that excitement with every preceding vime. It's just impossible. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I thought the same as you initially. That, that you know, there wasn't. You said you had a pretty, ended up being a pretty big month, right? It's still two bills. So, I yeah. mean, I did find some stuff. So. But I mean, if you, uh, the most noticeable commentary, and again, it wasn't really like angry commentary, but it was a retort, it was from Mitch Gerrits, hmm. who said, I, on the other hand, think comics are the best they've ever been right now. There's an insane level of greatness on the shelves every damn week. I, now, again, I don't view my statement as in contrast to what he's saying. I would agree with uh, with what he just said. I, but clearly he he took it. He took my comment to mean like, oh, man, comics are kind of in a down spot and that that couldn't be further from the truth it was one month so yeah. right no that's my that was my, i just wanted to clarify for people like I, i'm i'm not like it was just this month people like i just i normally order you know i don't know four or five hundred dollars worth of stuff from previews i i it, this month it's just not not that a lot less than that right but next month could be massive who knows it's how it goes and how it goes it's cyclical thank you chris that's right <laughs> mm-hmm we got thank yous? Um, I don't think so. David? No. I got one. Do you now? Yeah. I got an insane, extremely, uh, mind-bogglingly generous thank you to uh, Cameron Hathaway, who sent me, got a giant box on my doorstep. I'm like, what is this? It was in the box. Well, what is in the box? What was the three <coughs> James Groman Artist Alley vinyl figures that I did not order? And I'm like, why would anyone do this? Why? Why would a person, yes, a friend, a beloved friend, why would they send me these three vinyl figures that are extremely, what's the word? I mean, th- these are the things that ignite my life. And someone sends me three of them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy to me. I mean, I love it. And I love him. And, and I want to give him a big and hug. he loves you? So to the point where I called him, David was so uh, smart to let me – because I'm looking for his <laughs> phone number, right? I'm looking <laughs> for my phone number. And, and David said, you know, you can call him on Facebook Messenger. I'm like, okay. So I called him and he was at work. So he had a – he got an FU me. But we texted and I'm like, my brother, what did you do? why and you know blah 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 we talked and and i I just so much love for for um commanda hathaway and Mm -hmm. just i i got no words when you open up a box and it's three pieces of of lifeblood and sent to you by somebody you admire and respect and and love then wow that's insane it's crazy to me so now when my bat beast comes in my dcbs box which i have not received yet the quartet will be will be complete. He sent me the Two Face, the Joker, and the Killer Croc. And that is an incredibly nice gift, right? It's too. I I'll be totally honest. Ooh, I have nice. never received a gift from any of my family members and or immediate family that was as specifically tuned to my likes as wow. this. No, 
it just hasn't happened. I get socks and underwear and shirts, you know, all that crap. Mm-hmm. But I have never received a gift that says, hey, I know who you are. You'll love this. Here you go. We've said it many times, but that is – it's it's never it, – that, that kind of thing is incredibly humbling. Mm-hmm. Because it's – like like my wife, I'm sure yours, your always do too. Like she always jokes because it's not it's uh, most weeks we get some kind of package from somebody, yeah, right, yep. whether it be beers or books or and and it's never solicited and it's always like you said personal to based on something we either have spoken on on the show and it's an interest or yep. they know our our interest so well that they know that there's like a, a little white you know white space in our collection or something that we don't have and it's. It's uh, it's just ridiculous. And I use the word insane, not that you are insane for doing this, but it's insane because I cannot <clears throat> conceive any reason why Cameron would do this. I mean, yes. And, and it was the usual answer. Well, oh, I, mean, I love what, what you guys do. And, you know, you, you're the best. And I'm, you know, but you're my boo. And I was like, okay. But still, it's, it's just, it's, it's a, just a monumental thing that you did mm-hmm. and 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 i thank you i don't consider at least my contribution to this thing worthy of someone <laughs> doing this for me oh you silly silly man well, i'm just saying i don't i mean uh, i'm not discounting what both of you do but my no, ask, i didn't say you were no but, no but my ask but, but my the, contribution to this thing i i just it's just something i do it's not something that should be you know okay you know what full disclosure hi so here's 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 a typical lead-in to us getting together to record. We're on the Slack. Jason and I have our lists. Vince has his title or two. But then we'll get a message. It's like, oh, my God, the notes I have for this week, they're insane. I oh, couldn't I stop writing. Yeah. It's incredible. I can't believe it. Jason and I are like, yeah, I think we're just going to riff off whatever we read. And, you know, it's cool. Know, got no fucking say. notes. I don't even remember who wrote any of the things I read. So you well. do you, boo. I'm like, how do you? It's, yeah, because it's, remember, years ago, there was a there was a brief moment where I actually wrote things down I wanted to discuss on an episode of Bullpen Bulletins. And it sounded so forced and stilted and, and stiff. And I cannot, I can, I mean, I have notes and maybe some bullet points, but I I don't have anything I can just sit and read off that's going to in any way sound as though it's sincere or from Mm -hmm. a a stream of consciousness area. So, Well, there was someone who thought that my delivery was stiff and stilted because I I use notes, but. They're dumb. No, they're not. They're not dumb. They're just, they're just different. They just. Uh, perceive this thing as different than what we made it, mm-hmm. which is okay. But mm-hmm. no, I have to write notes, especially for the thing that I did. I, I I read for tonight. It's just too complex to just wing it, and it's not a memory thing. It's a I want to make sure that I talk about all these points because I think they're important in terms of understanding the thing I'm talking about. Like I could say this Superman comic was great. Like there's a lot of fights and the buildings explode and 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 Darkseid takes a knee. Right? Like okay, that's great. But what there has to be something else that you, you you need something else to entice a person to read something. And if I feel strongly enough about something, 
where I want to talk about it to try and get someone to read it. I want to tell them why they should read it. Not it's fun, you know, and it's, it's, the art's great. You know, I, I need, I need points. I need points to, to talk about, but whatever. We are so far off the beaten track now. We got, <laughs> we, we are not even at the drink roll call yet. That's true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jason. Vincent. Did you, did you watch my previous video? No, I have not. <laughs> One page. I, it was an, an Antarctic page. And mm-hmm. there were three things on the page, or two or three things on the page that I wanted to showcase in the previous video, and one was not. So in Photoshop, I clipped out the little box on the bottom where the thing that I wasn't going to talk about resided, and I put a roll of White Claw. Mm-hmm. And I said, this, <laughs> this page has been brought to you by White Claw. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> See? I wanted to have some fun. Uh, Love it. <laughs> Is that what you're drinking, White Claw? No, no. What are you drinking? That's what I want to know. I am drinking uh, delicious ice cold water. It is the the stuff of life. So it's the nectar of the gods. Well, it, I don't know about that. It's the stuff of life. But this is one of those days where I was uh, got home reasonably late, went and did the bike, then uh, had a few minutes. So water it is. Can't begrudge uh, you for wow. that. We are mostly water. What you got? I am drinking 19 Crimes. Oh, no. I drank that last week. I'm drinking the... <laughs> hi. I'm drinking the Gnarly Head. Gnarly Tw- Head? Gnarly Head 2017 Cabernet Sauvignon. Sauvignon. Wow, that's... um, That's almost... That's 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 almost similar to something that I'm drinking. It's... it's um, We could have... We could have planned this and and played off each other and gotten something for Jason to drink because I am enjoying <laughs> it is it is a little chilly um, so I didn't want wine I didn't want anything um, that would add to the chill so I am enjoying some 100 proof small batch Knob Creek oh a gnarly head in the Knob Creek there you go that's that's the stuff of dreams there I had a dream. The other night, I don't know if, if there's anybody out there that analyzes dreams. I had a dream that my dick fell off. And oh. I was I was running around with my dick in my hand Jesus. trying to put it back on. Yes. And you know me. I don't dream. Why? Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, I'm not a psychotherapist, but uh, geez. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Okay. I've been emasculated in my dreams. I mean, did it just fall off or you hold holding on? No, I don't it? remember. Was I it? just remember okay. it not being there. I looked down and, oh, and it was in my hand. I may have pulled on it too hard. I don't hey. know. But I was pretty Sheepish. I was pretty frantic. Like, can you help me I stick bet. this back on? <laughs> Were you successful? I don't remember because I woke up. Oh man. Yeah. With it in your hand? No. Oh, no. Okay. Straight bob it up in here. It's weird, right? For real though. Mm-hmm. Can you put it on bigger? <laughs> Please? All right. So if uh so we're now done with the drink roll call, we gotta get into the comics. Please, one of you, tell me what you read. Well, I'm dying to hear what Dap thought of Legion of Superheroes number one by Brian Michael Bendis and Ryan Sook. Ryan Sook and Wade Von Grubbedger and Jordy Belair. All facts. Um, I, I really 
wish it was double sized. Uh huh. I get that. Um, because it ended are, abruptly, right? It did end abruptly, and it's you know I didn't I yes it it um I guess it 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 felt it read like a Bendis book, but I didn't um at no point was I did I feel like something didn't didn't feel right and and everything you know i i dug how we i i appreciate bendis bringing john bringing superboy into the future because he is going to be our eyes and ears and 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 the way things work in this future as he experiences them we'll be able to so it's not like we're we're getting a massive info dump, perhaps to read a bunch of wiki pages to, mm-hmm. to, to find out what's going on. We, we, we can get things going as, as he does. And, um, I thought the, the, the running gag throughout the issue with the whole presentation that they had, the orientation that they had set up for him, that was always that, that just didn't happen. And, and, uh, every question he had just would have been answered in the orient. And, and it's just, it's, it's, um, we didn't get, we, we basically, we, we enter, with action already happening and, and, and we're thrown into the middle of it. And, um, you may have questions and so do some of the legionnaires and nothing's really being answered. And I, I could see maybe that I'd, I'd say annoying. I, I, I could see people maybe not being too thrilled with, with, with that concept or, or that technique, but I didn't, I didn't mind it because Reading Young Justice, reading other Bendis works, you know, I, I, I he's, he's, he goes for the long game, and 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 I'm not, I'm not upset that we're not getting a nice little tidy package in one issue. I, I think this, this was, this helps. This first issue helped me get over, forget the two issue Millennium lead in. Uh, I thought that we, um, we're, we're actually, we're in the future and here's the Legion of superheroes. And there are, there's a connection to present day DC universe and in, in, in the form of a relic. And, um, there are little phrases and words dropped here and there that 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 might come into play and and uh like original original batman and and there are little things that i i i'm kind of i'm looking forward to as as things start to get revealed i don't want to say unravel but 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 are revealed and um it's weird that the way it did end uh with with an introduction of another character mm-hmm. and and uh, thing uh, conversations that is ha- that is had regarding the current situation with, with Legion of Superheroes, and you're like, oh, so that's okay. So yeah, as as it's it's not what was introduced in the Superman and Supergirl issues, and how it um, how we got from there to here isn't so squeaky clean, and and just. We needed like 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 Bendis just needed to get certain characters in place to to, to move a story forward. There's there are, there are some ramifications. Actions have consequences, and things will um we'll, we'll see how things shake out. But I I really really did enjoy it. I um I, I know you posted the best thing I read this week yet. I don't I, I haven't read many things 
for this week. I've I've read for this week. I've read um, I think three things because I was catching up on some older stuff and uh, I was going through my DCBS box. So um, I don't know yet if this is the best thing I've read this week, but it is. I I really really did enjoy it. I just wish there was more of it. Not so much because I didn't think I didn't. Not because I felt gypped but because there's there's so much to take in that it would have been nice to to um see things fleshed out a little bit more with between two covers as opposed to just letting the story continue into the next issue and and hopefully maybe some things will be answered there but yeah i i i really did enjoy the art sook's art is um is is solid. I like the look of the characters. I like a lot of the costumes. Um, everybody is smiling. Everybody's smiling. And some of that could maybe get a little annoying, but I, um, it's, it, it's not like these are younger versions of the Avengers or anything like that. He's, he's writing different characters. And, um, I think because we're not familiar with these characters, these, the ver- these versions of these characters, um, the way everybody's playing off each other can be maybe confusing or you're just, you, you're because you're not familiar with them yet. Um, no one's got a, a singular voice that you can kind of say, okay, well that I automatically know that that's sad. Saturn girl is really the only one who's kind of has a, mm-hmm. as a voice, um, mm-hmm. whether you're talking or you're hearing from karate kid or wildfire or hey, ultra boy. He's, 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 a little on, on on the unique side as well, but you know, th- not everybody has is a standout voice yet, and and that's that's going to take some time because there are a ton of characters in this issue. Right? Yeah, I I, I well said. I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I I, um, I also am a big Sook art fan, and for you, Art Marks, if yes, uh, you listen you. if you listen to this early enough, uh, you'll probably hear this on Friday morning. If you're listening to it early uh, at twelve noon Eastern on uh, today let's say friday if you're listening uh you can go to uh, felix comic art and uh all of these beautiful pages will be for sale but uh make sure you're there at 12 because if you're there at 1202 you're probably not there the done pages. yeah um but um that's yeah but I, I agree with you i think the art's great um I, I, personally speaking i i it's a minor quibble i i, I probably would have liked to have not seen hundreds of legion that's not really hundreds but dozens of legion members all like traveling in a big pack everywhere that like i don't know if that's always the way it is it seems a little weird to me that they'd all be like bunched up like that all the time um but you know i get that he's trying to just show us that this is a a a big big group of people and 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 all that so that's cool i agree with that the costumes look good um I saw a few people in the Facebook group complain that they thought that there wasn't much distinction between the characters. And I understand that you touched on it, but I think that's not a fair criticism because it's just the first issue. So I, I you know, they're just all basically playing the same role, which is educating, uh, you know, Superboy on, on his arrival. So it's a lot of the conversation is just somewhat statement of fact um there, there's not a lot of for most of them there's not much peril or uh, it's it's so so i don't i don't like i understand that criticism but i, I think let's give it a few issues because i i 
like you can love or hate Bendis, but I don't think Bendis has got any kind of. You don't have to worry that Bendis doesn't give people their own voices. I, I think he's going to be fine with that. So um, I wouldn't worry about that too much. Um, I, 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 it's interesting that they're making a huge deal o- over Aquaman's trident. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like. I didn't. That seems. That seems kind of out of left field. So I dig that. I like that. Um, so I'm down for that. I, I, um, but I'm with you that I, I, cause I read this right before we did the show. It's the one comic I definitely wanted to make sure I hadn't read yet that I wanted to read. And I was taking it back because I was a little worried. I wouldn't have the time to, to, to finish it. And then I, it was very fast. And then we just, it, I felt the book end, ended quite abruptly. So I'm with you. It would have been nice to maybe make this a 40 pager or something. Um, since it was essentially an intro to the entire world. I mean, basically the, in 22 pages, we get introduced to the future to, to the, to earth, the, the earth as it is then and the new status quo and, and so forth and so on. And that's a lot to ask for any writer, any artist. Um, I dug very much the design of the earth. The, the, I think that's pretty neat that the earth is now just, yes. A, yeah. a, there's just components of what used to be the earth all held together by a, construct i i think that's kind of a neat idea um so i'm on board i i i you said that sook drew everybody was smiling i i it feels right that the legion because they're youthful exuberance and it's basically and they're pretty good at what they do that they would be happy for the most part yeah and so i thought that seemed right um and i liked that because that is in contrast to a lot of teams which are always so serious so i i, I thought he hit a lot of the right marks I, i'm with you though i i think it was a little short. It ended abruptly. So it's almost like an incomplete grade because it's just too early in the journey to know whether I'm going to like the path we take or not fully. Right. Right. So, but yeah, I give it a thumbs up. I, I think it, it, it definitely it didn't, it didn't disappoint. I, you nice. know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't blown away with it. Like I was some other number one issues because I felt like they were more complete issues where at the end of it we know what the narrative is we know there's we know what the big hook is we we know what to be excited about what's to come i don't know what what's to come here i don't know what the what the peril is what the what the conflict is but we will i mean like you said mendes is he's he's an old head he i'm sure he's got a plan <laughs> yeah yeah i don't i and i have the you know and it's 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 something i I don't know how long, at least probably the first arc. I'm I'm double dipping. I'm, I'm getting it from DCBS and I'm, I'm supporting the local shop because this way oh. I can I could throw it in the in in a care package for anybody who hasn't read the Legion. Um, but uh, but it's it's one of those things where I kind of wanted to read it when it comes out instead of waiting for DCBS. But but I also appreciate the discount there. So, um, but yeah, I, I got the standard cover, and apparently, I guess they're like three three covers for for the first issue, which I mean isn't unheard of. It's not like I DC doesn't often do more than two covers, um, but uh, but yeah, and and some of the covers were were pretty snazzy, but I I didn't see any of the variants when I was in the shop yesterday, so I'm hoping that uh, that he was successful and and sold out what he had ordered. All right. What'd you think of it, Vince? 
he'll he'll tell us in five years. <laughs> no. Every time you say that, you pretty much ensure that it's, it's, it's never going to happen. Oh, it's it's another three months later. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, just y'all know what? me so well. Wow. Something's defensive. No, I'm not. It's, it ain't going to happen. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, you've said never plenty of times over the years. We're cool. It's it's all right. I'm just okay. Okay. You'll see. <laughs> we will. We'll be. It's fine. You'll be like 65. Uh, Jason will be 50-something. We'll, we'll be doing our, our episode, and y'all yeah, be like, did you read that Legion yet? I was like, nope. No, sir. Uh-huh. I did okay. not read no, it No, no. We won't one, ask. You'll, you'll be senile. And then you'll first be like, of all, that's not going to happen. You're like, oh, I went to the digital, the digital books a million sale today, <laughs> and I downloaded a bunch of new books into my brain, and I'm going to tell you about these books because they're awesome. And then you're gonna tent, spend 15 minutes telling us about Legion, and then we're gonna we're gonna if we're gonna giggle, and then remember remember 17 years ago when you swore you'd never read the book, and you're gonna be like fuck you guys, I'm out, shut up, it's not gonna happen. All right, my dude. Okay, cool. Yep, cool. Well, tell us something you are planning, or I mean, rather, you did read. All right, you want the long or the short? I want whatever you're passionate about. Well, I'm passionate about both of these things. Both of um, them? Yes. Well, I'll go with the big the big kahuna because uh, this was the best thing I read all week. Well, there, that, then you should speak on that. Then. Yes. Uh, it was published by Rebellion 2000 uh, yes. AD. Yes. And it features... You're on, a, you're on a kick there. I am. It features stories that were originally uh, published in 2000 AD, Prague's 1803 to 1812. Do the mm-hmm. math. That's a nice run, right? It's, uh, it's called Judge Dread Trifecta. And as David knows, it was one of the books that I was lucky enough to score at New York Comic Con 2019. I got it for a song, really. I won't tell you the song because you'll judge. But it was a song. It is a hardcover, and it has a lenticular cover. Don't always see that, right? Mm -hmm. A nice, thick lenticular cover. It's uh, illustrated by Henry Flint Henry. I want to cover my bases, because sometimes he's Henry Flint, sometimes he's Flint Henry, so I'm just going to call him Henry Flint Henry. And it's a profile of Judge Dredd, and in his visor, depending on how you hold the book... You can see the other two characters that take that uh, participate in this story because, as the title alludes, trifecta. It is a thing of threes. So the there's a Judge Dredd story, written by Al Ewing, illustrated by Henry Flint Henry, and colors by Chris Blythe. There's a simping detective, aka Judge Point, story, which is written by Simon Spurrier. Illustrated by Simon Colby, and there's a low life story, aka Judge Dirty Frank, written by Rob Williams with art by Disraeli. So, why does it say Judge Dredd on the cover? Well, I'll tell you why. Because all three stories, they may start independently of each other, but they slowly begin to intertwine, and the trifecta is the last chapter. It's a team up between Judge Dredd. Judge Dirty Frank and um, Judge Point. This is a great story, 
but it's kind of mind-boggling when you go in because it doesn't seem to to gel as the the beginning as the story's kind of inch along initially you're like how does this relate to what i just read with judge dread i don't get it but you eventually will you will get it because as i said the story's kind of dovetail and components from the first drop into the second and then into the third and it all it all steamrolls and it makes perfect sense at the end so i'll tell you you guys are definitely familiar with judge dread do you know who judge point and judge dirty frank are no Never heard of them. Okay. Judge Jack Point is a member of Wally Squad. Wally Squad is the uh, part of the Justice Department that is the undercover judges. They're in deep cover, right? Judge Point was removed from active service. Because, is his first name on? No, it's Jack. Uh, because be on. that's a lost opportunity. But see that you, I'm glad you mentioned that because constantly during the story he'll say things related to point because his name is Point. He'll say mm-hmm. someone will say what's the and he'll stick his head out. You know what I mean? Or it'll mm-hmm. be on point or something relating to point plays in very large into this story. But anyway. So he got removed from active service because he kind of has a penchant for excessive force. The hook is he dresses like a clown. Mm-hmm. He's got a rubber nose, big floppy shoes, crazy bow tie, goofy hat, dirt like uh, two big clothes, and that's his hence his moniker of the simping detective. And he takes a job as a as a private investigator, but. Point has a buddy waiting for him in the wings. Whenever uh, Judge Point is under the threat of death, he he signals or makes a, a a noise or whistles or alerts his buddy from the shadows to come help him. His buddy's called Larf. Point and Larf get it. Uh-huh. Larf is a silicate alien life form. Uh, it was once a member of the Raptors. Uh, it's got razor sharp talons, got tentacles, apparently, and, and it has the ability to, to shift its form a little bit, but it's highly susceptible to sonic weaponry. So what are you thinking already when I say that? Big teeth, susceptible to sonic weaponry. You're thinking venom, maybe? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think it's a pastiche on venom. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's his buddy, so whenever he gets in the thick of things, he and the thing comes out and helps him. Um, so Judge Point is undercover as this story begins. Dirty Frank is another undercover judge, and he's been undercover for so long, he lost his mind. He His grip on sanity is like tenuous at best. His appearance, this is the cool thing, was modeled after Alan Moore. So he's shaggy. A little bit overweight, runs around in his underwear a lot, has a hygiene problem, speaks in the third person, and rumor has it he can pee for 23 minutes straight. Okay. The stories take place as seemingly every 2080 story I read these days. It takes place post Day of Chaos, where you got massive restructuring within the Justice Department, the Wally Squad the special judicial squad 
and the public surveillance unit were all merged into one entity called the Undercover Operations Division. Why would they do this? Why? Well, they want to consolidate and strengthen their forces. They want to stop the departments from button heads over stupid shit. And they want to eliminate those departments that proved ineffectual during the chaos bug scenario, right? Millions died. Systems are down. Databases are kaput. Law enforcement's crippled. Mega City One is basically defenseless when this thing opens up, right? Judge Dredd and Chief Judge Hurst, she are at odds. Due to the restructuring, Judge Dredd now has to work with uh, the newly instated head of black ops. Her name is Bachman. Dredd doesn't trust her. He thinks she's dirty as hell, crooked as a broken nose. Um, he's had run-ins with her in the past. His suspicions are kind of confirmed after, once you're going through this book, Judge Bachman has a personal psyker. Like Cy Judge Anderson, she has a personal psyker. A psyker is um, like the equivalent of, of Jean Grey, telekinesis, telepathic. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Like a telepath. Okay. Yeah. Well, she can read people's thoughts, minds from mm-hmm. very, very large distances. Mm-hmm. The woman's name is Estrella, and Bachman has her eavesdrop on everybody in the story. So she's one step ahead of everybody during this this tale. So I, I, I basically revealed who the big bad is, right? This this uh, Bachman. So what's the big rub with this story? You got three different stories. How do they all relate to each other? Judge Dredd's is pretty straightforward in light of what we've read over the many decades with Judge Dredd. It's, it's more street-level stuff. Uh, duplicity, subterfuge, murder. Someone killed a judge and dumped a body, and all he has to go on is a couple of second voice print, but that voice print leads him to Jack Point. Point inadvertently killed an undercover judge in a fat suit. And he, in the ordeal, he's bequeathed this Harlequin statue, very valuable trinket, belonging to the Church of Sympology. And they desperately want this thing back, right? The Church of Sympology is founded on the tenet that the world is nuts, the world is crazy, so let's surrender to the the nonsense inherent in, in existence and, and play it up. The simp in Sympology stands for simpleton. Mm-hmm. The the flock spouts gibberish. They wear their, their right exactly their holy vestments are clown suits. They got weird hats, balloon animals, mm-hmm. all that shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Turns out the statue has a data chip inside of it, a data okay. chip that contains a list of all the aliases of the Wally Squad judges in deep cover. This list could get people killed. So Point is now wanted for the murder of a judge, and, even worse, I guess, he's run afoul of Judge Dredd for being in the wrong room at the wrong time. Mm. Dredd, Dredd was outside. He, he followed the voice print. He was outside the building when things were changing hands. Judge Point's in there. Somebody gave him money for the statue. Um, so Dredd thinks he's, he's, he's crooked, right? He's got to get off planet now. He's got Dredd chasing him. He is. He's got Dread chasing him. He's got the Church of Sympology chasing him. So he's got to get off. Not the Church of Sympology. What am I saying? He he has um, other. Let's just say other people, ninjas chasing him. Who the ninjas work for? I'll leave that for later. 
Um, so he's got to get off planet. What does he do? He tries to get in with the Church of Sympology. He's already got the, the garb, right? He's nuttier than a fruitcake. So, but the deal is, if you join the church, you get a one-way ride to their digs on Alpha One. That's the, the mega city on the moon. When he joins, when he try, he joins the church. They take him in no problem because they think he's stinking rich, and that's all they really care about is the money. That mm-hmm. plays into the story too. So he's personally briefed by the head of the Church of Sympology, this Mister Turner guy. He's the church's arch mime. Dude is a mime, which wow. makes him despicable to begin with, right? But hell's yeah. But he wears. Obviously, he doesn't speak. He's a mime. He he wears a giant stovepipe hat. That translates his gestures into words and phrases. So he's making with his arms and his legs and his body, and the hat mm-hmm. is translating everything he's saying. And he also has, Weird. it's cool, he also has mechanical arms. Long story short, Point uncovers a plot to outfit Mega City One with sleep pods mm-hmm. that brainwash anyone that chooses to use them into the the belief system of the Church of Sympology. So why would, who would it behoove to have everybody in Mega City One beholden to the Church of Sympology? It gets weirder. A disgusting amount of money is deposited into a mega corporation called Overdrive Incorporated. Supposedly by Dirty Frank. He didn't know he did it, but somebody did it for him. And now he's one of the board members of Overdrive Incorporated. The head of Overdrive Incorporated is a shark, in the literal sense. His name is Enormo Overdrive, but he didn't always know go by that name. He was a man named Barry Penge. Business dude, right? Just coming up. He made a million dollars patenting his business mantra. And his business mantra was, don't be a shark, be a great white shark. <laughs> so no way it, it gets worse that's my shit so he's got a million dollars so now thinks a little bit makes a billion dollars patenting another mantra don't be a great white shark be a great great white shark makes a billion dollars right takes the money that he made gets an operation has shark dna grafted to himself so now he's got the body of a human head of a shark and all this dude cares about is money of course, he's head of the corporation. Dirty Frank soon uncovers that Enormo used all that money to build a gargantuan city on Alpha on the moon called Alpha 2. And the city is outfitted with engines for liftoff. Why? Why would you need an, a city that could remove itself from its present location and put itself somewhere else? Here's the deal. All three stories converge the details are revealed. Bachman wants to that that list of the the Wally Squad. She wants that list because she wants to kill all the other undercover judges and remove them from the board. In Normal City on the Moon, is the God City that will be the heaven suspended over Mega City One, which would be Hell. And the God City will be populated by all those converted by the sleep pods. That dirty, that uh, judge, that uh, simping detective un- uncovered. Dirty Frank has to get off the moon while trying to alert the Justice Department. Point has to thwart 
the Church of Symbology, Dredd has to deal with Bachman and her army of simpletons and ninjas. All the while, this God city is rocketing towards Earth, right? There is, the story is riddled with rampant memory implants. I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a return of a long-standing character everybody thought was dead. There's a sensitive Clegg. You guys don't probably don't know what a Clegg is. A Clegg is a race of anthropomorphic crocodiles, which are not known for their sensitivity, but there's a sensitive one in this. He's very funny. Um, the Overdrive Incorporated Super Thin Subspace Plastisuit. And all the principal players team up at the end in the final Trinity chapter, right? My, lo- my favorite line from the whole book was written by Simon Spurrier. This line almost made me throw up. I laughed till I almost lost it. So Judge Point says, he's talking about the plot, right? And he says, like an Oregon orgy at Midget Mel's tiny torium, little by little, it all comes together. (laughs) That is a great friggin' line, right? But just to break it up for somebody who wants to read it, the Dread chapters are pretty traditional. It's the same sci-fi stuff we've loved for decades. The simping detective chapters are absurdist noir by way of Burroughs. Um, stylistically, the low-life Dirty Frank chapters would fit very well within what Image is currently doing with sci-fi. It looks very much like an Image book. Disraeli's art, you've seen it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the last chapter, Trifecta, is illustrated by Carl Critchlow. And it is absolutely gorgeous. Stunning. It's just most of the stuff that takes place before it is in black and white and mm-hmm. or monochromatic. The, ju- the Judge Red chapters aren't. But the, the uh, Judge Point and Dirty Frank chapters are either black and white with little tinges of color or monochromatic. But when it comes all to the end, you got to see it. The Critchlow story is just balls out full 4D chaos and color. It's great. It I I loved every bit. It had me enthralled because I'm I was playing armchair detective. Like, what the hell do these sleep pods have to do with anything? Why mm-hmm. is why is this a Judge Dread book? And then Dirty Frank, he's insane. They have memory, false memories implanted into them by way of this tooth that was inserted. Into their mouth. I don't think you can handle the tooth. When, I can't. When they when they didn't know it, and someone activates those memories at a crucial juncture in the story. I'm not going to say who did it, but it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And this thing, I picked it up for what, David? Five bucks? Yeah. No. Was it ten? No, it was three hardcovers. It, it was on Sunday. It was the three hardcovers for whatever price I paid. What was it, 15 for three hardcovers or or 20 for three hardcovers? Oh, this wasn't from the Fleetway booth. No, 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 no. Oh, I got this yeah, from... Yeah, 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 yes. Yes, so you got it from the other... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's gorgeous, amazing. Um, it took a good three hours to read just because there's a lot of exposition, a lot mm-hmm. of, of... There's a lot of damn... Uh, especially in the simping de- detective chapters, there's a lot of text. But it right. will ha- uh, if you're anything like me, it will have you enthralled. And you get every mm-hmm. cover. 
from the 2080 issues in which this appeared. You get your your requisite sketchbook pages in the back, your your thumbnail sketches for the the actual sequentials. It's a great freaking book. Unfortunate. Oh, it's 19.99 pounds sterling. So whatever that translates to in uh, American crap money, you can <laughs> you can get it. I um, I loved Israeli's art. Me too. Uh, Scarlet Scarlet Traces and More of the Worlds are. I love exactly. Those two books. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Those are great books. I, I yeah. I mean, we talked about those way way long. Ago. I mean, back in the early days of the show. Uh, right. But uh, yeah, but you, that's good. That's that's that good good stuff. But you get Disraeli, Henry Flint, Henry Carl Critchlow, th- this guy that illustrated the Simping Detective, um, uh, Simon Colby. Not extremely familiar with his work, but hot damn, mm-hmm. he's great. Matt Brooker, by the way, is Disraeli's real name. Wow. I don't think I wanted to know that. I like Disraeli better. And Disraeli is short for Disraeli Demon Draftsman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I knew. Yeah. yeah. But this is a winner. Stellar. It sounds, it sounds good, yeah. I, I'm always just overwhelmed with... It, it, the 2008 D fits into the, to the popular manga for me. It's just... I'm interested... The the little I've sampled, I've enjoyed, but it just feels so overwhelming. Well, there may be a solution for you, my my good friend, because it was re- recently announced that uh, Rebellion is going to publish a monthly 12-issue series, 100-page issues, of the best of 2018. And, and that's awesome, but it's just, but practically speaking, I don't know that I have the time to devote to 100 pages of 2018 every month just based you know what i mean like yeah sounds great in theory i just don't know that i have i can commit to that i love the universe Mm -hmm. i have for like a long time and i don't know i'm not even aware of all of the intricacies of the universe like there's a there's a large segment of the post chaos day universe that i'm i'm fuzzy Mm -hmm. on but um, I'm trying to catch up, and I'm just I'm just loving it. I, uh, the 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 two th- the rebellion name is a, a sure sign of quality for me, and I, I just David can attest. I see Judge Dredd, I gotta buy it. Yeah. Or ABC Warriors or, or Strontium Dog. Strontium you know, Dog. I I need them. I need to have them. Cots to have them. Yeah. So there you go. I just wish I could get my hands on those the ultimate collection stuff. I've said this a million times. I'm just beating yep. that dead horse. So whatever, let's move on. Mm-hmm. There you go. That was that nice. was my best thing I read this week. Okay, love it. What y'all Respect. got? Got to be more. Oh, always, always. Um, well, um, the. Uh, Hickman mutant universe continues to unfold. Uh, why'd you why did you sigh? Because no, uh, no, it, it wasn't a sigh. It was um, I, and it's not to stop in your tracks or anything. It's I, I'm not. I, I didn't read um, the mutants or X Force yet. I have. I I read Excalibur. I've read Marauders, and and of course I read I read X Men, and um, I know I know you touched on um. Excalibur. I have, I, I absolutely adored 
Excalibur. I, I I enjoyed it way more than I expected to. I did not yeah, think fun, I would right? like it. Considering considering the lineup, considering it's Jubilee, it's Gambit, considering who's on this team, mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. think I'd be feeling it. But but Mark Stowe's art is fantastic. I think um, you know. I mean, I I'm a big Captain Britain fan, and and Betsy's back to her old self. So I'm like I'm I'm definitely giving it a shot. Marauders is another one that absolutely. I'm going to stop short of saying blew me away, but it, it, it really, I was impressed. I, I don't, you know, I mean, you're, you're automatically kind of, uh, in because Vince, I don't know if you know this, but you know how, um, Krakoa lets all the mutants in through that, through its gateway. I know that you do know that, but did you know that there is one mutant who cannot get through the gateway? I would guess it would be Cable because he's displaced in time. It is not Cable. He actually is chilling on the moon with mom and dad, but it's Kitty Pride. Kate. Why that? Cannot walk. We don't know yet. It's because she's know. Jewish. Uh, that's got to be it. But it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 this damn plant is just like no. I, every and she walked right through, gave herself a bloody nose because she hit the wall and it was done. So she is she's on a boat. On a boat, and that's how she gets to the island. But she can't go through any of the gateways to anybody's home. To, so, so. But there's so not she, a wall preventing her from going there. Like she can go there, but not. She can go there. to the island, but she can't go through any of the portals. Okay, she can't get there through the quick. And you right. Know, right, right, right. Yeah, no, the, the island isn't saying like you know, no, you can't come on at all. It's like it's not like putting up some a bunch of reefs and and cliffs that that the boat is going to crash into. She can she well, she can get onto to the, she can step foot on the island by boat. She just can't go through. Well, if I had to guess, Kitty phases that may disrupt something within the. You know that. that I, I think. What I, else I could think it be? A little more sinister. We don't. Well, I. I'm, I'm waiting to find out, but it, it's, um, you know, and that, and that's another one where the team isn't necessarily comprised of everybody that I'm jonesing for every month, but I'm still, I'm still digging it. And she is going to, um, she's basically, um, not, not doing Emma's bidding, but basically she's, because of the whole um, black market drug trade side of things um, with the Hellfire Club, Kitty's kind of um, working for Emma, more or less. So, um, so, so she's on her boat. She's got Aurora hanging with her. She's got Nightcrawler. So she's got she's got a pretty good team. She she she's got, but that's that's her crew. She's got Iceman, um, and. Uh, and yeah, and so basically, that's just me saying that that I enjoyed Marauders more than I expected to as well. So I, I wasn't sure if I'd be down with New Mutants because, as far as I'm concerned, they really are taking advantage of Rob Rice's Sinkevich look and and putting Rice on this book. Um, but again, I haven't. I've read it yet. I will. I'll read the first issue. Same thing with with X Force and and next week's Fallen Angels. But um, yeah, whatever whatever you're up to, I, I'm I'm 
dying to hear it. But yeah, I'm just basically just saying that I, because before Hickman's reboot, I wasn't, I haven't been all in on the X-Men in a long time. So, um, the fact that I'm back now, at least testing the waters is, is props to Hickman. But yeah, I, um, I don't know what this week's books were like. So if, if you're speaking on them, I'm dying to hear it. Yeah, no, I'm glad to hear you chime in on those because I, as you know, I, I, I enjoyed both of those quite a bit. Um, I mean, I do think uh, the Marauders is quirky. It's it's mm-hmm. a weird setup, and I, I do think that um, it, th- there are some leaps in the status quo they want us to buy into that aren't tight and thought out like Hickman's structure is, um, not the least of which is that, like, why Kitty would be allowed to go to Krakoa, but then not get, like and and then just accept it and like oh I'm going to start being a space pirate or I mean a, a sea pirate then like why yeah. wouldn't she just go to the council and say hey what the what the f like I why can't I go through the portals like it's not as if Krakoa is we've already been and, established that Krakoa has has Krakoa and Cipher sound kind of like symbiotic now they yes. I mean, he can speak and communicate they can it's not as though uh, like Krakoa acts of his own volition and they don't know why he does what he does. They can, they could, they could conceivably could say, Hey, what, what up with Kitty? What's your issue? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And especially since, since she and Doug are, are, were besties long ago, but it's one thing. And, and again, and this, I I guess maybe she just can't handle her alcohol, but there's, there's (laughs) the, the text page bothered me a lot because, um, Kitty basically playing the whole pirate shtick up. She, she, she wrote a note and, and threw it in a bottle and threw the bottle into the ocean and that was actually picked up by the government and they read that she wrote that she can't get through a portal and whether or not that that's useful information that they can use right, right. somewhere down the line and I'm like well that I mean hey that, that that's a huge setup but I mean for for someone smart like Kitty to to to, to leave that written for 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 someone to, I mean it's not like oh how cute that is you know to throw throw a throw a bottle in, in the water and you know there, there's my message in a bottle and cue the police but it, it's just it's it's weird that i just i i i know she's smarter than that and i'm just like that was that that's an interesting way to try to pick it a a a, a vulnerability but yeah but anyway i'm sorry no no all good um yeah no so so we had that we had two more uh come out this week x-force number one and new mutants number one, as you mentioned uh, with Rod Rice on art. Um, I like the art more than I like the story on new mutants. I, uh, I, I would say of the spinoff, but well, I don't know if we call them spinoff, but of the mutant books that have been launched under the Dawn of X uh, concept, I, I, I liked new mutants number one, the least um, I, uh, it, it just, First of all, it's it's um, I should mention it's 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 co-written by Ed Brisson and Hickman. Uh, Hickman's going to do the first arc along with Brisson, and I assume it'll be Brisson's book with uh, Rod Rice on art. I I thought that the book was um, wordy and a lot of talking heads, and um, yeah, it just it just didn't, and it seemed a little. It, it, of the book so far, it's the one that reminds me the most of what I would consider to be a typical X story over the last decade where, 
you read it if you're familiar with the x-men it feels familiar you, you see it for what it is and it feels like an inventory story so i, I that may sound harsh but that's just how i came away from it i thought oh okay like okay so this is them like it's the new mutants characters in this world they're off in space with the star jammers star jammers are acting like dicks uh, uh, they're on a spaceship. Okay, I mean, I've seen I've seen mutants in space eight trillion times. Okay, uh, and again, it's first issue, so maybe maybe they do some cool stuff like they've been. But but for me, this one felt the the least different or new or there was no angle to it that I thought, oh, oh okay, yeah, I see what they're doing, why they're switching it up. So I, I'm gonna keep reading for a while because I have pretty pretty big patience when it comes to the mutant stuff, but. But I would say of the book so far, it's the one I would be least likely to tell folks, oh, you got you to gotta give that one a try. Um, X-Force, uh, I very much enjoyed, not a surprise, we've been joking, uh, a team that has Sage and Domino in it uh, is, is going to be a team I'm going to like. And then it also has Wolverine and Beast, two of my other favorite mutants. So this is a team of characters um, that very much suits me. Um uh, as you, as people that might guess, X Force is the Hickman bills them as the CIA of 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 the of the new of the new world, um, kind of the intelligence force, the enforcers. Um, the thing I liked about X Force number one is is um, and it's written by Ben Percy with art by Josh Kassara. The thing I really liked about it is that Percy essentially took all of the rules that Hickman established for the new status quo and challenge them all in this first issue. Um, and, and I like that. So Hickman told us that mute, uh, humans can't go to Krakoa. Percy sends mute humans to Krakoa. Um, he said that mutants can't die. A very important mutant dies. Um, so I like it because I think he's, he's testing the rules that Hickman has established I think probably to reinforce why those rules exist. So for example, I'm not going to say which mutant dies, but a very important mutant dies. There's no way that mutant is dead, right? Based on everything we've heard from Hickman. So we're going to see them resurrected in this process that we've seen in Hoxpox. Um, same thing with the humans. They, they did invade to kill this mutant, but what was cool is it was evocative of, like the walking dead when uh, they smear all the blood on themselves, the, the zombie blood to walk through. They, um, these humans had captured my girl Domino and they used her DNA to mask themselves and get into Krakoa. So uh, I like that. It's thoughtful and, and it's, it's, it would be how someone would challenge the idea that humans can't go there. So um, yeah, fan of it. I really do love uh, Josh's art, Kasara's art. Uh, for those that don't know his work, it's it's evocative of uh, Lionel Yu in a lot of ways, especially facially. Um, I love the way he draws the beast. I, I I just big fan of his work. So um, so yeah, I give that one a big thumbs up. But I also wanted to say about this is I'm um, I'm pleased and encouraged by the uh, variety of opinions in all these books because in our Facebook group. People have reacted to I've seen people say, oh, uh, New Mutants was awesome. I'm on board and X-Force isn't my jam or 
oh, I loved Excalibur, but Marauders is weird to me. Um, and that's cool. Like, that's okay, right? Because I, I think ideally, if they're going to truly reinvigorate the mutant universe and create uh, a group of titles that are going to flourish, by definition, they should be creating books that are different enough to appeal to different groups of people. And so I like that it's not, oh, everybody's saying, yeah, this, this, this book, uh, X-Force is great, and we're on board. And then, oh, this one's it. I love that it seems as though with these first issues, it, there, there are issues each, – each of them is appealing to a different group of people for different reasons. And that's awesome because that's what they should do. Uh, you know, that we should have – if there's going to be eight mutant books, it, each one should be somebody's favorite. And each one should probably be also one that another group of people are happy to pass on by. Um, that's, that's how we build a big audience and keep them. So, uh, well done first foray, um, all, all, all around. So, um, I'm personally very excited about every one of these issues I've read, save for new mutants. That's a good hit ratio. Yeah. 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 And listen, these are all first issues, right? We, we are probably notorious as our most comic fans for getting super jazzed about first issues. It's, it's the, the crack we can't break ourselves with. So we'll see how they turn out, but, but, but so far so good, I'd say. Nice. Mm -hmm. I'll catch up. Well, ultimately I think it, it would be, I'm very much an advocate of people should be at least trying to keep up with X-Men proper. I don't know that you need to read any of the others, but, but I, I think X-Men's going to be a very hot and very important book for a, a good long while. Yep. I did order the Hawksbox thing. So. a boy. Yeah. Well, it's, it's new. It's different. It's experimental. It's trying to, to make years and years of mediocre stuff exciting again. Right. And it's right. smart. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the main thing. It's smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys read The Last God, number one? No. Are you kidding me? No. I, not, I, I And I feel like I need all. to because you're not the only one that's raving about it. Oi. Well, I'll give you the pitch. It does have a sequence. I have to warn Dap. There is a sequence in the first issue that may turn him off from the book. Oh, he's like, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, it's book one of the Fellspire Chronicles. You got me on that. And there's a map in the back. I saw you raving about the map. What? Who doesn't want a map in a fantasy story? If I could I take, know. if I could take my finger and trace a line, okay, the heroes start here, and now they're here. Next issue. Oh, they're all the way over here. Like I can visualize their progression across this world. Yeah, mm-hmm. you gotta have a map that gets you riled up. Yes. You okay. need to chart the course, or Got at least the follow map. the course. Yes. Um, written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, with art by uh, R- Ricardo. F- yes, Ricardo Federici on art, with uh, colors by Sonny Go and Dean White. The first issue is a recount of past events, and the thirtieth anniversary of said events. There was something called the Plague of Flowers where people on this place called Cain Anuin um, turned into hideously deformed creatures with spikes and there there was some kind of 
of plant-based thing that invaded their bodies and caused them to become kill-crazy, bloodthirsty monsters, okay? And um, it was discovered that the source of this pestilence resided atop this thing called the Black Stair. So a bunch of heroes, and we're in Fellowship of the Ring territory here now, because a bunch of heroes seemingly from analogs of the most omnipresent races in Tolkien's masterwork. There's, uh, you have the ferryman king, his name is Vico Almun, and he's of the Elva, A-E-L-V-A, he's Elfin, okay? Uh, you have a magic user named Skoll, uh, Joran of the Dwaros, he's basically the dwarf. Mm-hmm. Hakon, the shamed of the rivermen, Cyanth, mistress of beasts, and the man towering above them all, Tyr. And these these heroes climb the Black Stair. They um uh, what's the what's the word I'm it, it was a concerted, it was a, an organized attack, but the point of the spear, let's just say, was Tyr. He was the one that slayed this thing called Mal-Altep, the god in the void. And by slaying this Mal-Altep, he ended the plague of, of flowers. Okay, So now Tyr is renowned. His, his heroic deeds are renowned among the people. Tyr eventually becomes king. 30 years later, Tyr is king of Tyrgolad. And there's this massive celebration um, of the fellowship's victory over this Mal-Ultep thing. Um, and they have a, a gladiatorial combat, right? And there's guys fighting in the ring, and there's there's a, a, a narrator, and he's saying, okay, this is when um, Hakon the Shame did this. And, okay, this is when Joran did this. And, oh, here comes Tyr to, to destroy... Uh, Mal Altep, but there's a slave, and his name is Evendir, and he won 60 continuous matches, something that has been inscribed that if you win 60 matches, you gain your freedom, right? So he wins 60 matches, but more importantly, he won them without killing his opponents, so mm. the, the dude has a conscience, right? So he wins his 60th bout and he supplicates himself in front of the queen, Queen Cyanth, the same one that was involved in climbing the black stair. And she, she cradles his, his head in her hand and she looks at his ear and there's something fucked up about his ear. Like his ear is ragged. Cauliflower, and, like a wrestler? No, no. It looks like it, it was torn somehow but it's it's disfigured and it's nuts and as soon as she sees his ears his ear she's like fuck this you're you're doing 60 more you want your freedom you got to win 60 more and the people are like what are you doing and uh evan Deer is so loyal to tear and uh queen cyanth that he's like nope it is as the queen decrees if i have to fight 60 more i'll fight 60 more 
And people are like, you are crazy. You should just walk the hell out of here. You won 60 bouts that no one has ever come close to winning 60 bouts. Why are you, you so loyal to these people? He's like, ah, I got this, okay? So he's walking through the streets with his, his buddy Kono. And they come upon this, what I take it to be a leper. He's all bandaged. His skin is disgusting. He's, he's dripping. He's falling apart. And he's got a dog with him. And the dog is, half of the dog's skin is missing from its head, Oof. and it, it, it's in really bad shape. But it seems the dog recently gave birth, because there's a litter of puppies in front of this thing. And the puppies are in even, even worse shape than the dog. And the mother starts eating the babies. Of course. <laughs> yes, it's nuts, right? And, and this leper whole, or I'm saying he's a leper, he, I don't know what he has, this street beggar that's in really bad shape, holds up one of the puppies to Evan Deer, and he's like, yeah, you want it? And he said, no, no, I'm, all, I'm good, dude. I'm, I'm all right. Meanwhile, during the ceremony, well, previously, during the ceremony, King Tear gets up. He's got the agita. <clears throat> I, I got to leave. So he, he goes. With the vapors. He's got the vapors. And, and he goes to this monolith uh, on which his image has been inscribed, and something happens to him. He's got this scar on his chest. It seems, if you draw the line, that he was wounded during the battle with um, Mal Altep. He never told anybody. Maybe Cyanth knows. She seems to know. And the Plague of Flowers is back. And he turns into this giant plant-based thing with tendril arms. And he just starts ripping through the, the, the citizenry. And I'm telling you, it... The the tendrils are coming out their mouths, so I can only guess where it went in, right? And mm -hmm. it's just shredding people. Um, and I'm guessing that this Tiro Tiro Golad, no, I'm sorry, Evandir Tiro Golad is the name of the the realm. Uh, Evandir is going to be a principal player in fighting the now corrupted King Tyr who has been overtaken by what, the thing he previously thought he eradicated now still exists in him, and he's consumed by it. And that's where the first issue ends. It's, it's a lot of history of what happened before. You get a, a lay of the land. Um, it doesn't seem like all of the realms are entirely beholden to King Tyr, especially, mm. especially the elves. The elves, the, the, they, they all give their platitudes during the ceremony. And the, the elf says something like, yeah, you know, we were the original owners of this place. But, mm, yeah, I, I guess you're okay. And, and the queen doesn't take kindly to that at all. But it's the elves during the battle. Like, there, a massive fire breaks out in the end. And, it, and it's, the, it's supposedly the king and queen's chambers. And this um, Evendir, he just wants to run right in and save them. That's how loyal this dude is. She just told him, you're still a slave, dude. And he still wants to literally run into the fire to save them. But um, back matter, holy crap. You get tons of back matter. There is text. Oh, yeah. Like they're doing in Conan. There's a song that runs its way through the story. Uh, pedal black, pedal gray. It's a song composed... Um, in the wake of the plague of flowers. And it's basically about a family that gets consumed by the plague. And they even give you the staff notation and the notes to play the song. 
Uh, they give you all the lyrics. And then there's a, a text piece called uh, Seuli Queen of Rivers, Part 1, translated and adapted by Paoli, Scrivener's son of Tirgolad, in the year 1177SR. And it goes for two pages. Then you get a text piece on the Megalith of Tirgolad. Observation by Sholto, Acolyte of the Pinnacle, Sixth Ring of the Guild Eldritch, 358.9 GR. Like, they are fully fleshing out this world. Um, if For my money, this was like a Grand Slam home run. I thought it was amazing. You're not the only one. It's been getting a lot of buzz. Yeah. I, I, it's just, it's, it's outstanding. The art by Federici is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's very... It, there's a realistic bent to it. Like he's a very good illustrator. Uh, uh, proportions, anatomy, uh, lighting, shadow—they're all spot on. It's it's very very. It, there's a uh, a realistic bent to this thing, uh, which it doesn't detract me from liking it at all. Uh, but I was hankering for a hunk of hunk of fantasy, and this really uh, quenched my thirst. I thought it's great. I mean, I'm in for the next four or five issues. I pre-ordered them, so I'm getting them. But that's great. Uh, yeah, it's it was phenomenal. Action a plenty, uh, and I, I'm not going to lie. It's very indebted to Tolkien. But what fantasy epic isn't sure. in, indebted to Tolkien? So sure, right? No, it's wonderful. It, it's they they covered all the bases. You get uh, an aspect of the, the 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 society, the social structure, what races distrust other races, and you get a little bit of the arts in this book. You get a little bit of of the um, the military side of it. You get this age, this thirty year old battle that was once fought to save the world, and now, uh oh, that shit you feared back then, it's coming back. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah. Aces, my friends. you got to read this. Aces. That's that was awesome. the plan. The plan is to read it. I guess I'll look for it. Yeah, you're going to hate that one sequence, though. Uh, I, I know you. Mm. It, it's too a little too real. A lot, it's a lot real. Yeah. But you... See, I don't know. I mean, the way you described it, it's one of those things where it's... It... In this case, it sounds like it's for survival. Well, no, it's kind of like I took it as the worm and the apple. You have this city, this Tirgolad, that's opulent. Um, everybody seems to be completely enamored with the, the 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 rulers, and yet you have this guy on the street, seemingly falling apart, wrapped in bandages, with his dog seemingly falling apart. These diseased cubs, like it's that sequence, told me not everything's right in this city and it bears out in the fact that their king has a worm in the apple too. Mm-hmm. He, he's not Superman. He, he had, he's tainted by the thing he thought he destroyed. It's it, symbolically, it makes perfect sense why they would put this sequence in there, but it's a little bit hard to take if you're an animal lover, because I mean, these, these animals are in a bad freaking way. Right. And, and it's, it's, my where 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 i tend to not want to 
bother with stories, it's it's mostly due to animal abuse. Oh yeah, there's no abuse or, in this. So mm-hmm. so right. So mm-hmm. this is one of those instances where you know yeah it's 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 like you know it's it's like if I was reading Loveless and someone just comes up and shoots a horse in the head. It's 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 like okay you know right. I mean if if, yeah. if that's to establish someone's attitude or 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 their character. Um, you know, that's, I don't want to see mm-hmm. obviously any, any animal harm, but in, in, in this case, you know, I mean, if it's a mother eating, eating her young, there's, you know, I mean, it, it happens. It's not like mom's got much, I mean, she's got to survive. So it's, it's, mom's got to eat too. Well, right. in, in nature, uh, a mother will right destroy exactly. so seemingly disease i mean visually or, it may it may not be something i want to see but 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 seeing it in the context of this story that's that wouldn't yes obviously it's 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 to make the reader feel some sort of way because this is what's going on but um and it's not something that probably most people see on a regular basis but no. um but it's not like you know the main piece of shit is walking around kicking dogs and heads right, and shit right. like that. Right. So no, that's... it's nothing like that. Right, right. And the, I'll, I'll... the song is great, too. I mean, the lyrics are very catchy to Pedal Gray, Pedal Black, Pedal Gray. Uh, when you read them, it's like, wow, this is a... I would love to hear how this sounds played out because the lyrics are, are they're catchy. I mean, it's a very black, dark song. It's about a family being consumed by the, the Plague of Flowers, but... It's... You have always loved show tunes. Oh yeah, sure. especially yeah. when Billy Joel sings them. Yeah, but no, I could like. <laughs> you guys are uh, dicks. <laughs> such dicks. Um, I, I I may have misjudged this this uh, black label line, at least as far as the, I'll say. Yeah, no, I yeah well... not the uh, not the superhero <laughs> titles. Although I am, because it, it it'll be. It should be in the next box. The um, what's in the, the box? The, what's in the box is the uh, Lemire Cohen Sikevich question story by uh, Monthly. So I, I'm looking I'm forward scared. to that. And Lemire's uh, Joker joint too. I have it here. Lemire's I Joker yet, joint, yeah, with the Sorrentino on art. Yep. I flipped through it at the shop. It it, it looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. Uh, I, I haven't read it yet. And um, and it's interesting. It's like so you have the you have the Joker book, black label book. You have the Harleen, which of course Joker plays a part in that at all. Label. No, I know you weren't. I I flipped through the first issue. I haven't read it yet. Um, I think that's two issues deep. But yeah, I mean, it's it the black label line seems to be all about the Joker right now. But um, but yeah, there's there's uh, there it it's it's almost like. Their vertical line, but with superheroes in some instances. Eh. But it's it's where, which of course I guess we got to pour one out. But um, yeah, I, it's there, there. There were some black label books that were a little that that, that can be iffy. There, they are not batting a thousand with me as far as black label as a whole. But what I do like, what I've seen that I do like, I do like. Yeah, I pre-ordered the uh, Kelly Jones joint. Which one is this? Um, the name escapes me. It's a girl's name. But as soon as I saw Kelly Jones was on the art, I'm like, okay, getting it. Okay. Yep. But that's Over. not Black Label. That's the 
the Hill House. That's line. the Joe Hill House, right? Yeah. 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 I'm ordering all all of I'm I'm ordering at least the first couple issues of every one of those books. Just because well, I got faith in the hill. Hopefully these imprints can at least somewhat reclaim the loss of Vertigo. Um and mm-hmm. you know, Vertigo's been on life support for a while. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. But in its heyday, they were the first books I read. Oh hell yeah. Yep. <laughs> the Karen Burger era was strength. Big yeah. time. Yep. What else do we have, people? Um I finished um the first arc, the first four issues, because it's no longer a miniseries. It is now an ongoing of Blade Runner 2019. Um, and I really, really liked it. Uh, it is by Michael Green and Mike Johnson with art by Andre Winaldo. And the, um, yeah, this is uh, a long, more of, um, actions have consequences i'm 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 really enjoying reading stories where um things actually matter and 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 there's no big reset at the end of the story and and like it's a sitcom and everything just goes back to the way it is for next time there are the they're the characters characters and a lot of what i'm reading are flawed and and make mistakes and it's it's just it's it's somewhat refreshing and compared to some other stories where people do seem um flawless and and Mm -hmm. nothing nothing can ever uh go wrong for them but uh the the detective um anna ash ashina um of the LAPD. She is a, um, she, she is a blade runner. She's, um, she was the, the, the story starts off with, um, she is hired. Uh, she, she set to moonlight as a, uh, as an investigator. And, um, she has been hired by Alexander Selwyn, who has, um, has ties to Tyrell and, and the corporation, uh, Selwyn wants Ash to find Isabel and Cleo, his his wife and daughter, uh, because his wife and daughter have gone missing. But apparently the wife has just up and kidnapped the daughter. And there's a bit of a mystery involved, which is great. And that uh, things are found out and explained as as time goes on but ash also has her own secret she's not she's not a replicant she she it's not like she's she's not a female deckard she's just she's um she's basically she's handicapped and and she um uh, somewhat enhanced and um that doesn't necessarily would wouldn't put her in good standing with with her other fellow detectives um but she has a uh, her lieutenant, her boss, doesn't know the secret, but has covered for her in the past, and uh, they have a strained relationship, more or less. But while Ash is on the case looking for this mother and daughter, um, things don't necessarily go right for her. She gets um, she gets into a bit of a bind, and she is. I don't want to say she was fired from the force but she's definitely on leave and um she can either just 
pick up the pieces of her life and, and move on and forget about this case. Um, but she has a conscience and, and, and there's a, a, there's an itch that needs to be scratched. And, um, she really can't let go. And, um, it's, even though it, 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 it was a four issue series, um, it, it ends in a very open-ended way. Uh, and when you get to the end of the issue, the fourth issue, it says end of book one. And, um, and yeah, there will be, there is a fifth issue and, and, and I think the sixth issue was solicited in this month's previews, but I, um, I, I'm happy to say I, I've been enjoying it from, I, I may have been a little bit of a worry as the, after the first issue that it wouldn't, it wouldn't be able to maintain or it wouldn't feel like, um, the original movie. Uh, but it, it, it did throughout. Um, and, and since we're in November, as of now, um, the original Blade Runner movie is no longer set in the future. And, and, uh, it's just, it's the, 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 yeah, it, it's, it's a cool looking book. It, it feels like it definitely fits in that world. Um, and now that, uh, the story isn't wrapped up in these four issues and, and there are some threads still dangling. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of psyched to see, see where it's going from here. So it looks, um, looks like Ash is kind of, kind of done where she is for now. And, and the next arc will, um, she can explore, other things which which i'm kind of uh interested to see how how that plays out but i i really really dug it if um i know the the trade for the first four issues was solicited but um if uh if you can get on it because i i seriously enjoyed this from uh from titan comics it's definitely a um a home run for them as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm and it's Blade Runner, so I kind of just, I mean, it's, it's, I'm an easy sell to begin with, but the fact that it's also good, really, mm-hmm. um, it, it helps a lot. I still have to see the new movie. 2049? Mm-hmm. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Did, did we lose him? Did we lose that? No, I'm here. Oh. Oh. You just kind of like, yeah, you, you fell off you, a cliff. Oh, like, oh, 2049, and then <laughs> no, no, click. Okay, no, <laughs> I did. That, that that is kind of exactly what happened. That's oh. weird. Okay. I don't know. I just, I, I mean, I, it's not for a lack of desire to see it. I just, mm-hmm. it's, it's never come across my field of view. You know. So. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I planned on seeing it. I, I, I'm interested in seeing it. I just haven't gotten to there yet. Yeah. So soon enough. I heard good things and I heard uh, not so good things. Oh, really? But in this in this age of everybody hates everything. Yeah. You know who can? Uh, the only yeah, way. Yeah, that's I, true. Yeah. The only way I'm going to judge is if after I've consumed it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Although it, it's, I don't know. In another five days, it's going to be very hard to find time to watch much of anything that might be on the. Um, oh, you damn skippy bippy! <laughs> on, on the old. Uh, What's that mean? Video machine. Disney Plus. Because, the twelfth oh. Disney Plus is uh, launches. So yeah, Mandalorian, yo, Oof. and that's the only place you can get that. Yes, uh, <laughs> I believe that they've also announced that uh, not only WandaVision, but 
also the um the Loki series will um tie into or um things that happen in no series will play into the uh the Doctor Strange sequel. Nice. You guys nice. have to tell me about it because I did not subscribe. Not surprised. Yeah. It's only so many hours in a day. And most of it's filled with the YouTube. So <laughs> mm. I see you laugh. It's so true. I don't know what my problem is. The YouTubes. I love the YouTubes. And and we You're love not alone. You. Yeah. And we love you for listening to this here thing. Uh if you would love who doesn't to get your comics cheaper than everybody else, there's only one place to go, and that's discount comic book service. DCBService.com. Write these down on a little tiny piece of paper, put it in your pocket, don't lose it. Planet Comics number one from Antarctic, dollar ninety nine. Protector number one from Image, dollar ninety nine. Twin Worlds from Action Labs Danger Zone, a dollar ninety nine. It's a trend, y'all. DCBService.com cannot be beat. In your travels. Um, I have another book from Rebellion. But I, I don't want to short shrift the contents, but it doesn't really require an in-depth investigation. It is called Steel Commando Full Metal Warfare. Published by Rebellion. It's a nice little compact volume. Slick glossy paper, black and white interior, written by Frank Pepper, illustrated by Alex Henderson and Vince Wernham. And these are strips that originally ran from 1970 to 1974. They appeared in the pages of Thunder, Lion and Thunder, and Valiant and Lion. And if you could tell by that, Lion was a British anthology, eventually merged with Thunder, so they called it Lion and Thunder, and Valiant was a British anthology, eventually emerged with Lion, called it Valiant and Lion. See how they do over there? It's very confusing. But this is all fun and games, all, all for the laughs. It's uh, a World War II epic, mm -hmm. uh, four-page strips. The book is just a, a collection of four-page strips in which the British, in order to uh, thwart the in the onrush of the German hordes create a robot, a man of metal, and they call him the Steel Commando. He's impervious to gunfire, can't be blown up by a landmine. Tanks have no effect on him, and uh, the uh, they they nickname him Ironsides. And the Steel Commando can't be tamed. He just runs all over the place. He taking out British guys, wrecking the joint. You know, uh, he's uncontrollable until Lance Corporal Ernie Bates steps into the picture. Ernie Bates is one of, Bates. one of those guys. They, uh, he's, uh, he's lazy. He's a little overweight. Uh, and um, he's, he's called excused boots. What that means is, uh, he's officially excused from doing the hard labor, like he can't march, he can't go into the field. Uh, he, he, I don't know how he made it through basic training. He has a foot condition, so he can't do much strenuous activity. He can't walk very far, and it turns out that this this loaf, 
Ernie Bates is the only one to whom the Steel Commando will, will listen. Ernie tells him to stop. Steel Commando stops. Right? So it's not necessarily a good thing for Ernie Bates. Because where Ernie Bates was happy peeling potatoes, you know, going through the war in his nice little safe confines of, you know, the mess hall, just peeling potatoes. Now he has to go into the front lines because the steel commando will only listen to him. So he, he's got a, he's risking life and limb and it's, it, he's a bumbler. It, I had to laugh because not only are the stories funny, but it has a, a bit of a Hogan's heroes vibe to it mm-hmm. in that one of the most dreadful times in world history they're pulling comedic bits out of it. You know, like Hogan's Heroes, you had a bunch of guys in a concentration camp who, under any other circumstances, would their, li- their days would be numbered, right? And then you get these bumbling Germans, Nazis, that are in charge of the place. The real world wasn't quite like that, right? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 in, it's obvious. A, a whole bunch of people died at the hands of the Germans. It's nothing to make fun of. But yet, the Germans in this book, they're all incompetent. You know, they're, 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 they're bumblers too. Um, they, they can't... The SEAL Commando gets the beat on them, even though uh, Lance Corporal Ernie Bates fails. But he, in failing, he succeeds. He, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm going to stop... I'm going to help... This this contingent of British uh, frogmen plant landmines or, or mines on this German U-boat. And he fucks up the thing, but in fucking it up, he manages to find a way to get the job done. And that's, mm-hmm. ba- that's basically every strip in this book. So it's one of those things where you can read maybe about four or five four-page strips and then you got to put it down because there's a sameness. To, uh, right. to, every, to every one of the strips, but I I thought it was delightful. It's it's goofy fun, but at the expense of what I know from the real world. Like the Germans were never this incompetent, right? If, if, if this were the real world, Ernie would have been dead the first adventure. Like he goes sure. right right into the field, and the Germans are shooting at him, and they have the aim of stormtroopers from the Death Star. Like nobody hits him. He mm. never gets shot, you know. And and the the Ironsides is is gets the job done, but the like say the the preceding the the original the first two pages of each strip will have some goofy thing where Ernie's trying to teach the Steel Commando to kick a soccer ball, and it's it's silly, right? And then in the next two pages, the soccer ball manages to work its way into the plot where the steel commando uses the the soccer ball to take out a whole bunch of germans like he'll kick it and it goes bing 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 bing, bing knocks down all the germans like okay that that's cute it's funny but if it was the real world these guys would be dead uh, ernie would be dead and the steel commando would be you know a, a smoldering mound of of metal but it's funny you have to suspend your disbelief much like mm-hmm. hogan's heroes the, the steel commando thing is Hogan's Heroes filtered through a British sensibility. So it's it's very Benny Hill without the the body aspects. Like this was these strips were produced for for children. So there's there's no TNA in this book. It's 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 very polite and proper and funny 
And um, Ernie has this thing wherever, like if he doesn't like something, he'll say, oh, I hate that perishing bowling ball. Like he uses perishing in in a weird way. Like those perishing boots are giving my feet the, the corn. <laughs> Why, who, who talks like that? But it's neat. It's, it's, this, it's a neat little bird's eye view into obviously days that are very bygone. But I thought it was great. And it, it cost me maybe six bucks through DCBS. So it was money well spent. And right. money, to, money, be, money, money. to be honest, I didn't read the whole thing. I read about half of it because, okay. as I said, it gets a little repetitive. Yeah, repetitive after a mm-hmm. while. So put it on your shelf, take it down, laugh a little bit, put it back. A couple, you know, days later, go back, read a little bit more. It's fun. Uh, Steel Commando, Full Metal Warfare from Rebellion. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we have. Since it was the first Wednesday of the month, it is now the second issue of Grand Old Devil's Odyssey by Matt Wagner mm. and Brennan Wagner. And we pick up right exactly where we left off at the end of the first issue with our paladin, with Grendel Prime on this planet while he's the one planet, a planet that could sustain uh, life and maybe humanity can um, prosper here since earth ain't good no more so um these these little aliens these these three-legged um geeks are uh the one who the seeker that that finds grendel prime um wants to uh show him where they live and their way of life and um the planet the, these 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 creatures are very primitive um the their way of life is is different but the planet can sustain life and the um and humans could probably it could be a beneficial um relationship if if humans end up on this planet and 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 living with the geeks um but uh our hero in air quotes does not listen to um to sigma 7 which is basically the little drone that um flies around him that that's mostly a head but has these little um robotic arms that uh come out of its side and 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 that's the way for him to uh that that's a way for sigma actually sigma's a has a um the voice is 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 more or less um feminine but the uh the arms help give uh the drone an expression and and in some cases because the arms are so skinny it's it's kind of humorous but um yeah, so so Grendel Prime thinks he's going to kind of save the day and and show the geeks, you know, that uh, he means them no harm and he um, comes in peace and uh, it's all all good if if they can all you know live together and and um, but he he tends to because he doesn't understand their way of life and keeps telling Seven to shut up um, without Sigma telling him what he's doing may not be um, 
looked on favorably, uh, but he thinks he knows what's best and uh, kind of ends up screwing things up a little bit. And, um, you know, the issue ends with uh, basically uh, the mission proceeds because uh, what they want isn't really going to happen here. So they they leave the planet and and um, search for yet another one that uh, they may be able that humanity may be able to call home. But this this issue definitely felt very um, weird, sciencey, EC, especially the last couple pages. Um, there's uh, it it's you know the issue starts off where you think maybe this is where the majority of the story is going to take place is now on this planet, but um, yeah, th- there's there's really nothing predictable about this and 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 that's that's meant to be complimentary there's there's uh i mean it looks great obviously but uh it a little bit i think maybe a smidge cartoony more cartoony than than i'm kind of used to with matt but it still it still works and um you know it and listen it's it's grendel prime he's not going to really change uh he his life was fine before um Grendel Khan pulled him out of uh, his reclusion to put him on this last mission, this final mission. Um, but he's 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 doing the job he's supposed to do, and and um, kind of doing it the best he can. And 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 he has good intentions. It's just it, it was weird to see him kind of. Um, I don't even want to say Forrest Gump his way through it because I mean at least Gump kind of was successful in what some of his ventures, but this. Um, yeah, th- this was just it was it was I don't it, it was kind of a weird issue, but it it was it was a a a, a productive issue in in a way that it moves the story forward and doesn't um, doesn't really give you much time to to rest or just think you know okay so this is let's see how this is this is where we live now and and we can move forward from here but no it's it's the whole thing is is moving forward and don't just don't get comfortable right where we are so i'm just i'm really looking forward to the next issue because i i i gotta see it, it's almost part of it's almost like you know here's another fine mess you got me into and, and it's just it's it that that kind of wasn't what I was expecting, but it's it's i didn't know that it was the kind of story i wanted and and it it's it's working two issues in and it's working, obviously, but yeah, I um in your travels, Grendel, Devil's Odyssey. All right. I didn't um, think you would read that. I know, right? <laughs> I said I said a month ago, fair warning, you will probably hear this for the next eight months as my in your travels. Right. Um so in your travels, I talked about the first issue. I'm here again to mention the second issue. Uh, by Boom Studios, uh, something is killing the children. Mm. Number two, um, written by James Tinian the fourth, with uh, uh, art by Werther Deladera, colors by Miguel Muerto. Um, it's, it's just a beautiful book. I mean, Werther is um, a little bit in the, the Jay Lee school. Um, but a little, but but not quite as abstract as Lee can be. 
um, especially with the facial features. He's, I think Werther is a little more expressive there. Um, but I'm a huge daily Mark visually. So I love that aesthetic. Um, this issue is a lot more, uh, about establishing and setting up than the first issue. Um, recall the first issue is essentially, um, a boy named James is having a sleepover with his friends. They all go out into play at night nearby the house and are everybody but James is brutally massacred in a very, very, uh, uh, they don't, it's, it's on the page. They show it on the page. I mean, ripped limb from limb and James, the only survivor in the town is small town that they live in is very confused as what happened. Some think that James was involved. Um, Somehow or another, he elicits the help of a stranger from another place uh, named Erica Slaughter. She is a uh, a uh, petite, pretty blonde woman who wears a badass uh, like bandana over her face that looks like a giant uh, uh, bloody mouth. And she wields a katana and uh, kicks all sorts of ass. She's a monster hunter, or at least reputedly is a monster hunter. And she's in town trying to figure out what happened to what what's going on. And um, this issue, they essentially co-opt an Applebee's as their base of operations and uh, and are trying to figure things out. There's a huge shocking surprise reveal at the uh, last page when uh, Erica calls it a night and goes back to her hotel room. Um, but this is just a, a, a book that, that is so well executed. The tone of the book is, is amazing. I, I, if I had a complaint, it would just be that I wish it had completed around Halloween instead of just two issues in uh, through Halloween because it's an excellent horror book. Uh, it, it's it's a book where I think that it's got a Twin Peaky vibe to it. There's a there's an aura of of mystery and and, and strangeness to it. Uh, the creatures that we have seen and whether they're I'm not yet sure if these are actual creatures or if these are. Uh, the way that they're perceived by the people, if there's some kind of mental illness, I, that I'm not sure of yet, but, but the, the way that, uh, Deladera depicts the creatures, they're, they're massive and disgusting and, and legitimately uh, horrifying. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm digging this the most. I think this is, this is definitely in the hunt, uh, two issues in for the possible favorite horror book of the year for me. So, um, Two huge thumbs up for something is killing the children. Nice. It's big. And kudos to them with all the uh, sorry Vince with all the um, uh, the multiple printings. It's it's it seems to be selling well, right? Yeah, it really does. Same thing yep. with Once in Future, but yeah, I mean, yeah. this is just. I mean, every every week the new the new releases list comes out, and and we you know post it in the Slack to find out you know yeah. what everybody's looking for, and and I, I see like you know yet another printing of of and it's so. That that's great stuff. And and speaking of before, um, huge, huge, massive. Thank you so very much. Shout out to Mister Christopher Hubble. Yes, yes. That's true. Big shout out to Christopher Hubble. Mm-hmm. Yep. I got another one. Oh. I got a shout out to Christopher Burton because he has exquisite taste. He's got. Exquisite facial hair. He has exquisite taste in comics. Because mm-hmm. every time he throws up his recent acquisitions on the Slack, I'm like, my That's man. Right. My damn yeah, man. Like, my man. That's right. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
we're we're being festooned with Christophers, and that's a good thing. So if you would like to, and John, Jonathan's, and and yeah, yeah, because 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 uh, because Jonathan Yen has has uh, has joined the Slack as well, and yep. it's um, You're- it's I, I'm I'm really you know it's very easy for me to kind of just stray away from the um from from the big two socials and and kind of just live in a slack even when I'm not really if I don't have time to pop in and write a whole lot I'm definitely reading everything that's being posted and I'm 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 to to say I'm I'm loving it is is an understatement yeah I think I'm contributing more than I ever have you really oh, are. that's for sure but absolutely well Jason's saying yeah but that before you didn't do anything so now you know uh, I didn't say that you're you you're projecting your own I am guilt. projecting I, it's, guilt. it's very guilt <laughs> <laughs> but no I'm happy to have you around as actively as you have it's now. a nice little community as is the Facebook and the Instagram and the Twitter and the Reddit but this this is a more um the it's more of a uh, – I don't want to step on anybody to, anybody's toes, but this is a, a – what was the um, the place where Scarlet Witch and, and uh, Brother Voodoo went went through in Doctor Brother Strange? Voodoo? Through the wall, how they walked through the wall, that bar. Oh, the bar with uh, – yeah, it was like the, – the, not the bar with no name, but it was – yeah. Yeah. That's what this is. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. It just feels like this place where – a few people go through this this magical door, more than a few, and it's just this this nice camaraderie and and uh, familial aspect to it that I love. Yep, yeah. People it's, speak it, on their personal issues. There, yeah. yeah. No, there's no holds barred. I like that. Mm-hmm. If you're just getting gonna... to the point where if I don't see somebody post for a day or two, I wonder. I, mm-hmm. I hope everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my if you're gonna let it hang out, I'll measure it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. everybody's got their things out there, and it's it just seems like it's it's just this open, very healthy, very um, reciprocating um, atmosphere. I like it a lot. I, I don't like, like much. I don't like much. So it's true. There you go. But according to my daughter, I'm being extra today. <laughs> With the wow. hands. With the hands. Yeah. Yeah, I was telling Dad. She said, "Dad, you know, you're being a little extra. Like you're you're right here." She made a hand gesture, and she said, "You got to be down down here, okay?" Wow. I'm like, "Wow." How about you get out of my face? I see. She's right. Then you were being extra. How do you automatically assume that she's being right? All right, whatever, Boomer. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Nah, I told. I don't. I. I I am a Boomer, though, right? By my birth. No. When were you born? Sixty-five. No. No. When did the, the ba- start of start of Gen X, my friend? Oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. Well, on the on the end, you're the start. I will be cable then. No, I was saying the boomer thing because I didn't even know about this boomer thing until recently, <laughs> and then Colin dropped one on me, and I was like, "I'm not a boomer, you id." And then he's <laughs> like, oh, dude, "I know, I know." You you're not use a boomer, that word? What id? Yeah, I called him mid. You hate that word. I know. Wow. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I did the truncated id, but yes. Uh, yes. And uh, anyway, but uh, and then he explained the whole boomer thing to me, and now I can't escape it. It seems like it's everywhere. It, it is, is everywhere. Um, boomer and Epstein. 
If you go on Facebook, that's well, what you're going to get hit yeah, with. It is. Yeah, the, I mean, the Epstein is definitely one of those things where the first few times I chuckled, uh, but now, I just was, now, now it's now it's now it's a little tedious. I will say, if you hit me with a Rick roll anywhere <laughs> within my groups or eleven o'clock or my, even on my, I will unfollow your ass. Wow! Really? Yeah, I will, and I've only lifted that band for one person. I don't remember wow. who it was, but I said, you're too close to me. I can't. But wow. m- more often than not, yeah, if you hit me with a Rickroll, I'm done. Th- somebody right. put up the, the, oh, here's the leaked trailer for Star Wars 9, and you click on it, and it's freaking Rickroll. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm oh, done with wow. your ass. I'm done. Dang. I can't have that. Art out here for a guy trying to make a joke. It's not a joke. <laughs> it's just, the, the days of that being funny are long gone. Were they ever funny? No, it's the thing. It's just dumb. <laughs> it's silly. That's great. I'm <laughs> laughing because Dap is laughing, but I hate it. You know you're about to get rickrolled by like a thousand people, right? I know, right? In in saying it, I'm ensuring that it becomes true. Uh, uh, hey Vince, free vinyl at this site. Click on it. Rat Rickroll. Oh yeah. Be true. Usually is. It's crazy. All right, everybody. Hey, I hope we have filled your ears with good stuff. We'll be back very soon to do the same thing. In the meantime, go to the Twitter and the Reddit and the Instagram and um, Facebook. Answer the questions on the Facebook. Well, yeah, please do. That's just weird. It's if, so strange. If, if you, really you know, I don't get it. If you knock on somebody's door, you tell them who they are. <laughs> it's And it's not like you could just say add me and then you don't know about the questions. If you say you want to join the group, the questions are immediately prompt. You are immediately prompted to answer the questions. Yes. Dude, yeah. for some of our, our sibling boards, the 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 toys and whatever yeah. one, I answered the damn question. I think that one was one. It, it was either that or EOC at the movies or one of those things. Mm-hmm. I answered the questions. It was the music one, I think, mm-hmm. for to get in. And I'm like part of it already. So I still answered the questions. So what the hell, people? Answer the damn questions. It's really not that tough. Favorite no, hero? Not. Superman. It's, it's really like, not. What? Okay. Come on in. I wonder if some people think that there's a right or wrong answer. It's not that no. people. It's just we want to know that you're legitimately interested in joining the group for the for the group, not just because you happen to stumble upon you know comics groups on Twi- on Facebook and thought, oh, I'll just join everyone I can find. That that's or that you're not a bot. Well, I mean, or, or if you're if you're on a little on the simple side and you put Dave Chappelle. It's not that I, kind of comic. I, but know? I would probably, I mean, I would accept. If, if they answer the questions, even if the questions seem asinine, I will accept it. They will be accepted in. Dude, a comic written by Dave Chappelle would be a revelation. Eh. What? No. No, I, I, I mean, I didn't think of it until I, yeah, I never I would gave buy it a thought the, until you just. I, I think there's a comic in Dave Chappelle. There's a comic. Of course there is. Me. He is a comic. But I think there's a sequential art in Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Who else? Who would be teamed up on the art side if Dave Chappelle was, would write a comic? Dino, mm. maybe? Dino? Yeah. Dino who? Oh, my goodness. Red Hook? No. Huh? The Red Hook? The book that you... um. Dean Haspiel? Yeah, oh, I I'm sorry. I didn't realize this thing. I didn't know we knew him as Dino. I, I think Dino would be great for um, Dave Chappelle. 
right? Sure. Who else? Uh, my Frank, food. Frank Whiteley. I thought of my food. Yeah. Eh, that's. I think that's one of the obvious choices, on the nose. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, on the nose. I like my food. I think he's great, but how about Pinojian? Michel Fife. What? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Think Piscor. So. How about Piscor? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about that either. I think Piscor's next joint is going to be super vile. Oh, for sure. By the way, Piscor seems to have had a transcendent near oh, my God. Oh, uh, God. journey through Japan. Yeah, yes. kill, kill me. I know. Oh, it's just. I mean, it's I'm not so jealous. I was going to say it's breaking my heart. That's not true at all. It's actually warming my heart. But I am uh, succumbing to envy. So jealous. It would break my bank because I, the the cost of shipping all of the luggage I would buy there to take all the stuff I bought back would not make the trip worthwhile. It would probably cost me hundreds and hundreds of dollars to ship whatever I bought back. I don't know. Maybe we need to do it for like Dap's 50th. Ooh. Well, I so think... You're already past 50. Yeah. So Dap's next mm-hmm. up. So How many years, Dap? Three? Till 50, yeah. 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 Forty seven this year. I think we I think we can do this. But the thing is, I be my wife would get a a collect call from Japan. Do they still do collect calls? I don't know. My my wife (laughs) Okay, my wife would get a collect call from Japan saying Yo, it's been fun. I found a new home. (laughs) (laughs) I'm living I'm living with this vending machine that gives out panties now. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think I would find a real life woman. Over in Japan, <laughs> I think I it's can't throw I, a shoe and not to, hit a beautiful woman. I need to. Well, unless you're Jason, you need to. I I, I need to check with my wife because I, I mean, if it was if if it was if it was Europe, if it was the UK, if it was Paris or London, then then she would definitely want to. I don't know how she feels about Asia though. Like if 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 we were going away to Japan. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'll, I'll. I mean, I, I'm there in a heartbeat. I, I would how, love. How could love. she not? How could no, she there's not certain like, places that you. No, know, I mean, I'm with Daphne. I mean, Beth has zero interest. I, I, that's why I want to go with you guys. It's uh, there's a million places that we have been to, and there's a million more that she and I plan to go to, uh, including I think the place at the top of her list of of places we haven't yet gone. Uh, are Australia and New Zealand, but when I bring up China or um, Japan or any, she's just not. It's just not her thing. It's the damn. She doesn't like the like the. She's not into geeky or pop culture hmm. at all. She's she's not really a huge fan of of uh, either traditional Chinese or Japanese cuisine. So I so it's yeah, it's a hard sell for her. It's the pinnacle of human civilization. Well, now, I mean, Mr. Hyperbole, I'm not sure I'm ready to go there. but Oh, I'm that's very- not hyperbolic. That is the damn truth. It's not hyperbolic. Okay. Well, I mean, again, I'm all for going to Japan, so I'm not going to argue that point with you. But Peak. Ask Tomio. <laughs> He'll tell you. Uh, you well, that, that, is now, that is one of his favorite episodes because he's been mentioned. <laughs> well, maybe, <laughs> maybe the next one will because I got to get caught up on – Dead, dead demons, dee, 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 dee. So maybe I'll talk about that next time. He seems to like that. Uh, speaking of next time, we will probably have, um, hopefully this weekend, we'll have the um, the November Book of the Month list up on the Patreon. Yours. 
Who's doing uh, it? Is all it three a, of us. It's not. Oh, it's, it's not, not a solo, solo month. No. no. So we, we can add things that. Uh, yeah, you better. Please, okay. Christ, throw shit at me. Wow. Um, come at me, bro. No, we. Yeah, throw, throw some things on the slack. We'll put. You're Skip being on extra you're right probably, now. I'm being extra. Like, you're being basic. I'll be extra. The um, <laughs> dude. I thought. I thought today. I'm like. All these people in this place are friggin' basic as hell. Yes, yes. They're talking about Billy Joel. Um, With wearing their Uggs, having their pumpkin spice? D- no, but they went to <laughs> Starbucks for a chai latte. <laughs> Ten pumps of chai or whatever. Ten pumps. <laughs> I'm like, where am I? Supple pumps. <laughs> and they're listening to their, their Christmas tunes and talking Hallmark Channel. Hey, right, I am. Yes, I am. Sir. Oh no! Hey, that shit blasting at work. No, you know this. And I, would, I got you and Ity when it comes to the Yule side. You yeah, do. Right. I, I was in my little my little nook listening to Bowie's the next day, and the one woman goes in. She goes, "Oh, what's that?" Like, <laughs> woman, please. <laughs> Your ears are being touched by greatness, and you don't even know it. <laughs> See, that's that, that's one Christmas tune Vince probably did be down with the Peace on Earth, Little Drummer Boy. With, with yes. Bing. With Bing yeah, and Bowie. Bing ruins it. He does. Oh, my God. And he's mad. God. He is mad about standing there next to Bowie singing this song. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. He's like, what the <laughs> fuck has my career come to? Seriously. And Bowie's just like, fuck you, old man. That's right. You can't That's carry a tune right. like this. <laughs> and look this good doing it. Move oh. over. All right. We're done, people. We've overstayed yeah. our welcome. Please join us on our next exhibition. Escapade. Thank you, Gnarly Head. Um, (laughs) We'll be back. We love you so much. In the meantime, Mm. check out all the socials. We're there. Say goodnight, boys. Goodnight, boys. If you are so inclined, it would be much appreciated if you leave us a good rating and or a review on Apple Podcast or Spotify or anywhere else that you download our fine show. iTunes, all that. Obviously, you're already listening to this, so you know where to get it. But tell your friends where they can get it. And, and yeah, referring uh, to friends always good too. Yep. The uh, if you go to the eleven o'clock comics Twitter feed um, timeline page, whatever the the pinned tweet lists all the places. Most of the places. There's probably a couple more now that haven't been updated, but 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 the places you can get the podcast. Yes. Yep. And if uh, any of you are in the Minnesota area, have fun at uh, Galaxy Con this weekend. Pretty nice guest list, I must say. Mike Norton, I think, is going. The, uh, I think tw- close to 20 Cadence uh, people are going. Nice. Yeah. Look at that. It's like a decent little show. Where's that? Minneapolis. Oh, it's cold there. <sighs> it is, but it's a fantastic city. I like it. Yes, I'm a big fan of it. As you may remember, we had an office there for a long time. Yes. I was there every month for every, every, a couple yeah, years. Every, every couple of weeks. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, be, I'll be recording from the hotel yeah. this week. No, mm-hmm. you did it up. Nobody knew. Well, they yeah, knew. No, that, they... Well, that was easy because it was such a regular thing. I would just go to my hotel room and record, so that was fine. Can you imagine the people uh... in the other room? The fuck is he talking about? <laughs> bruh. Come on, bruh. I had, well, I had the whole floor to myself, bruh. What was he Whoa, doing? okay. Yeah, the... Come on now. <laughs> He puts it on mute to go to the the door and get a, a cheese toasty from from room service. Bro, you know I don't eat the cheese. 
Oh, back then you did when you were normal. Oh, yeah, I was all about that. You were normal when you were normal. Now you're all like, ew. Not now in this, extra. Not in this body. <laughs> Get out of here. Say, say, tell them good night. We did. Oh, that's we right. Did. Well, we're still talking. Oh, hang up. I can't. No, you no. hang up. No. No, no you're schmoopy. No, you're schmoopy. Dude, the uh, Jay and Silent Bob, it looks horrendous. Did we say this? It really does. It looks horrible. It it, it makes me super sad, actually. Yes. I haven't. I I, I can't. I don't know. Kevin Smith was on the come up literally as I... um, I mean, he was on the come up as as I was in my formative years, right, starting college. And just so I feel some kind of connection to, right. to him in his early times and it's just like it's just uh, i mean i'm all for dudes that i like getting their paper i mean so that's cool like get the bag you know but man it's just it's hard to not look at what he does these these days is just an absolute mockery of, of his, his his own work I, I don't yeah i don't get it i don't think that kind of humor is very viable these days yeah well maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Um, I I was never really a huge fan, but Clerks, yeah. Everything after, eh, maybe take it or leave. You know, different things. Mm-hmm. But um, I enjoyed the comics more than the actual film. Mm-hmm. You know, Duncan Fagredo was on the the uh, the only thing. Um, Art Adams did a couple covers. I mean, the comics sure. were pretty good. Uh, I think even Mafood. Did one now that we mentioned them, yeah. But um, the the movies, eh, I mean, w- w- when you know the characters of Jay and Silent Bob, you could do whatever you want with them. You don't need the movies mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. When um, when I saw Clerks, Doug Clerks enough, eventually saw Mallrats. It was it was it was okay, but for whatever Mallrats. I I went backwards. I didn't see Mallrats. Next, the, the the movie that got me because I it, it was I just had a um, chasing Amy, yeah I just had mm-hmm. a pretty bad breakup and I was I stayed home and this is when I lived in Mount Vernon and is how old it was the the the, the local drugstore was Genevieve's and they had the um like the the previously viewed DVDs at oh, the front of the, the store best. and I and I picked up. Chasing Amy and I watched this shit out of it and it mm-hmm. just and it, it it's one like I can honestly say that it it spoke to me and and I mean and as soon as it starts off where you know they're at the fucking comic convention and he's like no you're just a fucking tracer and I was just and I'm like I'm I'm like did he seriously just not make this fucking movie for me and I'm watching the whole thing and then and then Bob finally speaks and and oh no you're chasing Amy and and it's like mm-hmm. and the whole. Thing. I'm just watching. I was just, I was fucking blown away. And then yeah, then I finally saw Mallrats, and I was like, okay, well, that's not. That's it, it's as as cool as Clerks is, and I, you know, it's it's his first, and and everything he had to do to make that movie with the whole credit cards thing, and then going back and, mm-hmm. and getting the refund so he doesn't get charged. And I I appreciate Clerks, but my favorite still to this day is 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 Chasing Amy, and that's I mean I I went to. And I, I became such a super fan. I I drove to Secret Stash 
on the off chance that he might be working that day. And and I actually I think I think Walt rung me up, but I um I, I was also there to look for stuff without mm-hmm. having to, to buy it online. But the the only way to get the autograph stuff would actually be to buy it online. So I got I got the Chasing Amy autograph movie poster, the one sheet, and and um, before the move, it it actually the 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 glass and the frame it cracked, so I have to mm. get it done. But it it's but also I, my, my my wife also didn't want this. Renee didn't want like so I, I don't want this 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 big head white girl and on on my wall. So like you know you get your own room, you can put it wherever you want so so now that but you take a stand it's it's uh yeah there's certain 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 no, you just don't want to fight no you need to take a stand uh, but it's uh mm-hmm. but no I, yeah i i i just you know and i his 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 q and a's I, I i love those and i'm i'm a kevin smith fan and and I thought Red State was pretty cool, but yeah, yeah I enjoyed Red State. I it, think that's under underappreciated. Yeah, and 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 I did enjoy Jay and Bob Strike Back just because you know it was it was it was that's funny. where he lost me. That's that and Clerks Two were like I yeah I, I, I haven't crying. seen I've not seen Clerks Two oh. and and I haven't um and I haven't seen the trailer for for the new thing. So I just I it, it's one of those things where I don't I don't want to be I don't want to be. What hurt. was that one with the religious one? Uh, Matt Damon. Oh, the one with the shit mouth. Oh, Dogma. Dogma. Yeah, Dogma. Yeah. yeah. yeah that one, I, I didn't. I didn't hate Dogma. Alanis yeah, Morissette's God. One. As, like, as yep, God. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. With 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 uh, Matt and Ben as fallen angels. Yeah. Not trying to hear it. A little weird. I like weird, but that's just like weird. With Marshall, Will, and Holly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Land of the Lost. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you have it. My friends, we're out of here for poor. real this time. Yeah, for I don't know who brought up Kevin Smith. Note to self. <laughs> it was fun. Bye. Lady, Lady. y'all. Be good. <laughs>